3: Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
4: The share it with a friend deal, even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules.
2: This podcast is proudly in association with Pitch Sport Football, the app that allows you to interact with other West Ham fans, pick your starting 11, and participate in fan-time videos. This app is absolutely free, so like I've done, like X has done, and like thousands of other West Ham fans have done, get this downloaded if you haven't already. That's Pitch Sport Football. You're listening to the West Ham Way Podcast with David X. oi! Oi! Good evening and welcome to the West Way Podcast with myself, Dave Walker, and serial YTK blogger, XWH employee. The start of the new season is just days away, so how prepared are the boys going into the game against Newcastle? Is there a disharmony in the dressing room? A recent tweet from the skipper would suggest there could be. We'll be discussing Nov's tweet and the run-up to the big kick-off. We'll also be getting the thoughts of Tim Breaker before news and views from X and questions from our collective followers on social media. We will also be speaking to last season's winner of the West Way Premier League Predictions competition to see what he thinks the score will be on Saturday. That's all coming up on tonight's show. X, we've all seen the tweet from Mark Noble. For those at home that might not have seen it, in relation to the sale of Dean Garner, he said this, As captain of this football club, I'm gutted, angry and sad that Grady has left. Great kid with a great future. What do you think is the underlying message there? And do you think he was right to say it? Um, I think the message is obviously that Grady was really popular with the other
4: players. um, That that has always been known. Uh, I think they were excited about his performances in pre-season season um, and he had given them hope that he was going to be a, a good player for us next year um, obviously the sale um d- doesn't fit really with what they'd been told in the sense that we were told that we we're going to improve the like the squad with young talented players he is a young talented player and he was sold um i mean like part of me has tried to ration with the board a little bit in the last few days and obviously i said so on the podcast yesterday that we both did but they they were left with the option. They, no one would buy Anderson. No one would buy Lanzini. They have no money, supposedly. So they wanted to spend money on other positions to prioritise. Um, and so that's why they sold him. I'm not sure, you know, many fans will buy that. But the, that's the logic they're saying. But at the end of the day, that doesn't take away from the fact that Diangana was an academy prospect that had come through the ranks, that loved the club, that didn't want to leave. I I think it's impressive that Mark Noble feels uh, that he sh- can say things like that and is prepared to stand up, I guess, to the board and to the club and say that as club captain because it's very, very risky to do that to your employees. I guess if you look at it in terms of professionalism, it isn't professional because you mm. shouldn't talk about them as much as we may not like them or, or we may disagree with what they do really as a club captain you shouldn't be tweeting things like that but if you see Mark Noble as a big fan of the club really rather than just a player and a one of us then he's spoken as one of us so I think his reputation in the past has been a bit tinted by the fact that he said we're not a circus anymore and he tackled those pitch invaders now he's probably swung the Mm. public opinion back in his favour risky move especially as he's due a new contract Um, (laughs) uh, so is a risky move Um, but if that's how he feels I guess he's got to speak on behalf of the players as well and he's done that as their spokesman whether it should have been done publicly you know you can have your opinion on that but I feel that it should have been done maybe privately and and yeah that's where we are did you see that as an anti-bold tweet um I think there's an element of it yeah I think the main the main sort of reason for it was because they like Grady so even if the board had like bought loads of quality players that say and spent 150 million in the window and everything was going well i think they would have still been disappointed because it was Grady and he's how popular he he was at the club so i think noble would may have worded it slightly differently but i think he would have said i'm disappointed that Grady's gone good lad blah 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 blah, blah. but i think the current tension i guess between fans and the board Noble knew that by saying that, the majority of the fans would be on his side. So it's a risky, but maybe a, a clever move on his part. Yeah, I
2: think that's what he was doing. I think he was showing unity with the fans. I think he was yeah. reminding everyone that he is one of us. And you're yeah. right, on a professional level, it was wrong. But on a moral level, it was right, mm. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Declan Rice supported the message on Twitter. And Jack Wilshire said this to Grady directly on Instagram. Go and do your thing in a club that respects you. Big player with a big future. What did you think of that? And obviously there's an emphasis on in a club that respects you. Yeah, I mean, that's the key part of that tweet, isn't it? It suggests that he
4: should have been treated better by West Ham um, and maybe he should. It's hard to know for certain how good a player grade he is because, yes, he did well at West Brom, but that is at championship level. He played for West Ham prior to that. He played well, but both you and I would openly admit we weren't overly sold on him before. So, it's hard to know how much of a loss playing-wise it was. Obviously, the players feel like it was. They obviously show that they like him. Um, the respect, I guess, element is that he said he wanted to play stay at West Ham. So, the fact they still accepted a bid against his wishes is the respect element. Um... But as I've said before, the club wanted to sell Addison and Lanzini. Really, they didn't want to sell Dian Garner. But because Addison and Lanzini flopped, or have flopped as badly as they have recently, no one would take them. So they had no option, really. For now, they probably don't want to sell. No one's coming for Yarmolenko. Antonio might be played up front rather than the wing. You're not going to sell Bowen. So really, out of the options to sellable assets, he was one of them now I, i'm as gutted as anyone because as you know i'm a big advocate of the academy and the academy me doing well um and i think it was really sad that we have sold him um uh, wilshire i'm going to say something about wilshire in my section um, which i won't give away now but it will i think it follows on from why he said that what I'm going to say mm. in my section as to the fact that he probably isn't feeling that positive about the club himself
2: mm. at this point, and was a way of maybe venting his anger as well. Mm. Because I've got to be honest, and maybe I'm on my own with this, but obviously when I saw Nobs I say what he said, I admired it, I respected it, um, I thought it was very brave, I thought it was courageous. I thought, it, you know, he showed that he was one of us. And, and I loved that. The fact that Dex supported it with liking the tweet was great. But when I saw Wilshire pipe up, it pissed me off a little bit. Because mm. I thought, Do you know what? If I'm at a football club where I'm earning £100,000 a week and I've given nothing back in return, I am well and truly keeping my head down and my mouth fucking shut. Mm. So I actually think... He's disrespectful to the football club by being disrespectful to the football club, if that (laughs) makes sense. No, I
4: understand what you're saying. It's a fair point as well, because, you know, he's saying, go to a club that respects you. Um, He's picking up 100 grand a week. Yeah. we could argue that he needs to fuck off somewhere because yeah. he's not respecting the club. You yeah. know, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I do think it's a bit cheeky coming from him to be. To be fair, didn't a few other players like it as well? From memory, possibly. The, I yeah, don't know. You, you know there, more than I do in that respect. I think there was a couple of others. I might be wrong, but I think there was a couple of others too. It, it just shows that garda was as popular as he was. But I, I do, I do think that, but. Fundamentally, that you could definitely argue that there is something wrong at the club based upon those tweets. I've never seen another football club have their club captain and other influential, like their star player in Rice, their, I don't know, most decorated player at the time in Wilshire, um, come out and slate a, a decision that openly. Mm. I've never seen it before. Mm. So that makes you question what exactly is going on.
2: Mm. It's crazy, isn't it? Mm. But does it show that there is some real discontent amongst the group? And I'm worried that if it does, they'll take that into the game on Saturday. What do you think? Um, I think it could be a problem. Yeah, I think part of the problem we've
4: got is that players like Rice have been on international duty leading up to to the game anyway. So they haven't had a chance to build up any kind of like, tactics or or the spirit um, leading into that game when the spirit is at the moment quite negative. You know, if we'd sold Dean Garner, but then, then the next day or two days later, whatever, bought her, a decent defender, you could probably say, well, look, lads, yeah, we didn't want to sell Grady, but look what we've done in, in return, as we haven't signed anyone, it's a very important game already. It's ridiculous yeah. to say the first no, game of season I agree. is important. I agree. But it really is because of two factors. Firstly, if we um, lose, the negativity is just going to be ramped up. And second of all, out of the coming fixtures, it's arguably, even though Newcastle have spent well in the, in the summer, it's arguably the easier one out of our coming fixtures. If we lose that, it's hard to see where other points are going to come from. And if you lose, as we saw before, under previous managers, if you lose three or four in a row, it's very hard to recover.
2: Mm, what's your score prediction for Saturday? Um, I,
4: oh, It's really hard, mate, because... At the moment, I don't know what the teams are, obviously. So, Newcastle have their new signings. Had enough time to bed in, so to speak. Uh, I,
2: I think I'm going to go with a 1-0 West Ham win. Okay. See, I don't want to be a negative Nancy here. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like a good time to be a West Ham fan at the moment. No. I do have concerns over the morale of the squad. Mm. I do have concerns over how David Moyes is feeling at the moment. Mm. And just collectively, I I, I don't know, listen, I I know it was only a friendly, but we've just conceded five at home to Bournemouth on the back of the shitstorm that happened in the week previous. And I, I, I question our mentality going into this game. And it worries me a lot. Defending was appalling. It was, it was awful. It was absolutely and awful. we've already
4: seen what Sant Maxime, if he's available, I don't know what the Newcastle team uses, but if he's available, what he can do to our defence. Yeah,
2: well, they've got a number of players that can hurt us. Yeah. They have also spent well. Mm. They are on the back of a decent season for them. I'm guessing that their morale is a lot higher than ours at the moment. They've got Callum Wilson. If he features, he loves scoring against West Ham. Mm, he's
4: even said it himself.
2: He has. Mm. So for all those reasons, I can see a defeat. Which I think would be bad bad news for all the reasons you've just mentioned I'm actually going to go for a 2-1 loss
4: do you know what I, I, I could really see any result here and you know when you say that usually with a sad indication is going into a, a new season generally uh, for the third, uh, it is actually the 30th anniversary of me having a season ticket this season my first season was 1991 so it is 30 years I've had a season ticket every season from what I can remember I'm blind optimistic you know I go into the season right oh come on we're going to have a great season we're not great season, but we're going to be in the top eight we're going to push for we all do first. it don't we yeah we're going to we'll beat Newcastle then we'll beat this team blah 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 but I actually you know I fight. when I said one nil there I, I'm almost forcing myself to say that I don't feel conviction mm. in that scoreline um, and that's so sad and I'm going into the season almost not wanting the season to be here I know it's not the same we're not going to be able to go to the match it's not the same buzz that you get when you've had a big break over the summer and you want to see the new signings we haven't got any fucking new signings to see anyway but like (laughs) you know over the new sign over the summer there's you can you can trick your mind almost to be really excited about things i genuinely don't want the season to start Mm. and the game's on at what eight o'clock on saturday great i'll be able to see it uh I would usually be buzzing for this. And I'm kind of like, oh, i just have to finish my dinner a bit quicker. And it almost seems a hassle mm. rather than something exciting. More of an obligation than yeah. something you're excited yeah, like, about. Yeah, exactly. Almost like I have to do my job. Yeah, I feel you know, the same. I have to talk about West Ham on a podcast every week. If I don't watch that mm. game, I won't be able to. So I almost have to watch that game. Yeah. Yeah, sad, isn't it? It's awful, mate. Mate, West Ham has dominated my life. That's, that is not an understatement. You know, I've said I've still had a season ticket for 30 years. I am still in my 30s. So I was young when I had my first season ticket. Um, it's dominated my life. For as long as I can remember, all majority of my friends I've met through West Ham, mm. majority of my time spent watching West Ham, talking about West Ham, tweeting about West Ham, reading about West Ham, thinking about West Ham, you know, in this, in the, um, in the preseason before the games had started when i was younger i would watch the season review videos of all the years before just so i felt like i still yeah, had West Ham and i would be gutted with that final whistle when i finally got football for mm. two months whatever it was now i'm like I, I actually don't enjoy it that's why i take breaks off twitter that's why i um, d- tend to you know i haven't even been on twitter really today I don't I haven't really read any West Ham news. The only news I know is from what sources have told me. So technically I could be contradicting what is actually in the public domain but because I have no interest at the moment on reading I, mean, I don't know what's being said out there mm. and it's so sad mate you know people in my life if they was to if I, if I was to if I was to die tomorrow let's say if you was to ask people what they remember about me I'm sure 95% to more would say oh, I'm a big West Ham fan Mm. And, yeah, I don't particularly want to watch
2: this anymore. Mm. I think what you're saying will resonate with a lot of West Ham fans. It certainly does with me. Let's have a chat with Tim Breaker, who joins us on the phone now. How are you, Tim? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you, Dave? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks, mate. Very well. Uh, Tim, you spent a long time at West Ham, and during your time you experienced the bond scheme era. How does West Ham now compare to West Ham then in terms of its toxic environment?
0: Um... Yeah, I do remember the bond scheme um, debacle, for want of a better word. And it does affect the players, you know. Um, we we found it really tough that season. We just got promoted. and But you could totally understand the, the supporters' thoughts behind the demonstrations. Um, it just makes it very hard as a player, especially when you're struggling. And we struggled that season, having just been promoted, you know. Um, but yeah, I do remember it. And, you know, you get it throughout your career at times when things are happening off, off the pitch. And you have to try and... Um, blank that out you know what I mean and do your job and be professional but um, it is something I, I do remember as for now I don't know what it's like um, playing there now um, obviously there's no crowds so sometimes that can help the players in some ways if they're, if they're in an environment at their home ground and they're not getting the support or there's other things going on put it that way you know those things mm. can be left away from the game you know so that's the only thing but I mean it's, it's such a shame you know, I, you know, I know you said toxic, but it's just a passion of the fans. You know, they, they want to see their team doing well and, you know, and it happens at a lot of clubs and with that, when they, when the expectation is quite high and obviously the things that happened in the past in terms of moving grounds and they're expecting more and things just haven't really got going for the club, and which is a shame and, you know, because they wanted to take off in a new stadium and, and uh, it ended well at the last one, but... It just hasn't happened yet. Um, the reason for that, I, could, I couldn't tell you for sure, but maybe some injuries along the way hasn't helped. Some signings haven't come off. But um, you know, it's a, it's a shame. Hopefully, they do get it going there, you know, and hopefully, they get some investment and they get into that top six, which is what they, you know that was the that was the idea with the move in the first place, wasn't it?
2: Yeah.
4: So, Tim, you, you've got a lot of experience in coaching young players. Um, we've just sold one of ours, and it's caused a lot of controversy. Um, what are your thoughts on the Dean Garner um, sale?
0: Um, yeah, it's unfortunate when you know you've got young players like that, and um, I mean, ideally, you keep older them and you give them a chance. If you know he went out and proved himself in the championship, at the top of the championship, so you're thinking if he's not going to be in your team straight away because you've got somebody ahead of him, then Maybe then you loan him out. Maybe you don't want to loan him out to a, a team in your division, so maybe abroad or something. If you want to let him have another year, developing. But But um, really surprised that you know, it's somebody at that age who's you know could achieve and and go on and be worth a lot more money. I mean, having said that, you know, you never know how much the fee is exactly, but um, it sounds a lot of a lot of money. You know, it does sound a lot of money for a young lad um, who's. You know, done well in the championship but unless you can use that money straight away and bring in somebody else that you need in another position you know and then fans sort of understand it a bit more but and also the timing of it is right in the you know a week before the season and yeah. obviously mm-hmm. that's that's a negative for everybody isn't it at the club and, and I saw you know Mark Noble's comments and you can't blame him really for you know the way he's a passionate guy as well, he loves the club, doesn't he? And he's, he's said what he thought about it. And even that, ideally, you know, maybe you, you don't come out and say those things in the same strength, but maybe you just thought you had no choice and he wanted to stir things up and see what was going to happen. Is, it, you know, is the manager going to get the backing that everybody thinks they need to improve the team so they don't have a season like the last one, really? Mm. Do you
4: think he was, when he'd made that tweet, do you think he was representing the rest of the squad by making that tweet? Um, like Maybe it's a collective opinion that he's, as captain, said, or do you think it was like a spur-of-the-moment thing that he just put out there? Um,
0: I think a bit of both, maybe. I mean, mm. maybe I'd, I'd, I'd get the impression, you know, I'm not in a room, but I'd get the impression he's, you know, that he... He's, he speaks for a lot of the dressing room you know and and um, at a lot of clubs when you've got a young one it, who's come through your ranks and you've seen him progress and you want to see how they're doing the team and then suddenly he gets sold and he's out of out of your your, your squad and you think oh what's happening and, you know and then if somebody else comes in or two come in or three come in you think all right fair enough we could see the thought behind it and wish him all the best but if nothing happens um then you know it leaves a little bit of a like you know, what sort of season are we going to have then if we're selling one of our best young players who we all think can kick on and do well in the team and give us something extra then um, you know I don't know maybe it was a bit of a knee-jerk uh, sort of reaction from from Mark but um, you know he's the captain he wears his heart on his sleeve and he, you know everybody knows he's, he's passionate about the club he loves the club and you know I don't know in hindsight maybe the wording might have been slightly different from his own point of view but then um, I don't know. Maybe it's had the right effect, and and, and um, if if there's the right reaction from above, and they do improve the team, and then you know we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. But the timing of it, you know, you think, oh wow, um, it's what well, you don't want to be starting the season on a negative, having survived last season. Almost sometimes you can use that as a springboard to start this season well. You know, um, so it's going to be tough.
2: Mm. do you think we've underachieved with the players that we have tim and if so why do you think that is
0: um you know i think most people would say yeah you know for for the club and the whole um to be in a relegation battle with the squad that's there i mean there's been injuries and and inconsistencies and um you know i think antonio was missed quite a lot wasn't he um you know, and you can see that what they need in the team. You know, those the If everybody's fit, you know, you think they'd be competing at the level. Like the only thing I would say as well, because I don't know with the stadium, and they haven't really got going at the stadium and gone on a great run and been. It's been so sometimes that can make it hard. And and teams come to your stadium and they love to play there. You don't want that. You want it to be hostile and hard place for them to play. You know. And I don't think you know it's not really got going there. Um, So maybe that, and I say a few injuries. Some players have underachieved. Maybe maybe some of them were promised that you know we're going to be a top six side and and we're going to have investment, and that hasn't happened. So suddenly they think you know what's going on. And so you know going back to maybe Mark Noble's comment, there's a bit of that in that as well. I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it's unfortunate.
4: So, so if, if you were the say the manager of West Ham, um, where would you spend the money in the transfer window? Do you, do you think there's a position that we're lacking in uh, that you would spend? Um,
0: on? Uh, well, I think centre half is one, but you know it's easy when you to, to, to say unless you know the players in, inside out. But uh, a dominant centre half for me is something the club's missed for quite a, a few years. You know. Um, I think an out-and-out striker who's going to get you goals, whichever you know, again, an easy one to say, but, you know, I'd have been interested to see if, if they were in for Watkins and Wilson because I think both of them, to give you a bit of pace and hopefully goals, especially Watkins. I'd love to see how he's going to do in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, so I followed his career, career quite a bit, you know, scouting-wise, but, um, you know, that, that, that sort of top and bottom end of the pitch, I think, are vital. And I think, most teams that are going to succeed need that need that goal scorer. Who's, you know, I wouldn't say guaranteed, but you know, you think you can get goals out of nothing, and you know, um, Antonio did it quite well. But I just thought, is that really his position? And is he going to be able to do that all season? Is he going to be your goal scorer? And you're out and out centre forward. And um, I don't know they've got they've got ones who've got physical presence up there, but to have some physical presence and some pace and goal threat is is hard to come by. So. Yeah, easy to say harder to find to be honest
2: yeah, true. Right. I also think we need a fallback team so I don't suppose you're fit and ready for the new season are
0: you yeah, by I'm, I'm up for it yeah I've done a bit of pre-season yeah. in the garden and a few in lockdown I kept myself fit yeah I'm ready Just wait, waiting for the call uh,
2: what are your expectations for this coming season
0: Um well, hey, let's see. Let's see what happens. And, you know, obviously the things we talked about has made it difficult to um, to be positive, if you like. But let's see, you know, uh, you know, the manager and his coaching staff, they've been around and they know, um, and it's, you know it's a tough job and the Premier League is a def- difficult place to, to manage and coach and um, to get the best out of the players. But, you know, he's a little bit disappointed enough that, you know, Season finishing. Sometimes when you, like I say, when you finish um, and you achieve something, albeit you know, um, you know, missing out on relegation, you you say, "Oh, what are you talking about?" I know Leicester did it, and then the next season, all of a sudden. You know, people, penny drops for people, things that they need to do as, you know, as a manager and a coach, you think, right, well, that's what you need to do to, to stay up. You need to do that also to achieve and go on. So you never know, you never know. And it might, some, you know, some of the things we've talked about might bring the dressing room closer together. Let's hope it does, you know. Um, but uh, maybe a couple of signings, maybe they've got some things up their sleeves to um, that are going to please the fans in positions that they think they need. And, you know, um, all of a sudden, get a couple of wins, and it's a different sort of outlook, you yeah. know.
4: Mm. So, Tim, give us your prediction. First Saturday against Newcastle, what's the score going to be? Um, do
0: you know what? I think they'll beat them two 0
4: Okay,
0: I hope you're right. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: and I, I will yeah, say, I'm you're, being positive. You're, you're, I'm being positive. Yeah, being positive. first game of the season, get us a good start. Yeah.
2: You're a very good liar, Tim, as well. I'll give that to <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm
0: being positive. I'm being positive. I'm not taking any bets on it because I've got a clue. But I'm uh, used to some predictions as well. So Yeah, yeah. so's X. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tim, mate, listen, thanks so much for your time. Good luck and we hope to speak to you again soon.
0: Anytime. Thanks, Dave.
2: Well, talking of score predictions, if you want to know how we're going to get on against Newcastle, then there's only one man to ask. Scott Treadwell was the winner of the West Ham Way Premier League Predictions competition last season, and he joins us now. How are you doing, Scott?
1: Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. How are you two?
2: Yeah, not too bad, mate, not too bad. Stressed about West Ham as always, but, you know, (laughs) we're used to that. What can you say? Um, Scott, that was an incredible achievement last season. My first question is, what's your secret...
1: Oh, I don't know, to be honest uh, I mean one point in the season I was around 50th and I'd, I'd stopped playing for a few weeks and um, well, one of my sorry mates sorry
4: to interrupt you me, say sorry to interrupt but you say that you stopped playing so there was actually game weeks where you didn't even put some scores two
1: in two weeks wow uh, you I, I still won um, <laughs> and it was it was I got a, yeah I know um, I got a message from my mate who overtook me at the time he's given me a bit of a uh, bit of chip, so i offered him 50 quid till the end of the season um which obviously i was delighted with because I, I didn't really want the money I just wanted to beat him and shut him up but um <laughs> yeah no um i don't know I, there wasn't really any method to, to the madness to be honest it was just i watched matches a day on on a weekly basis and just saw teams that i was impressed with and went for results from there really the, the closer it got towards the end of the season and, and the higher up I was getting I was doing a bit more research and checking the teams before they started but yeah that's it really
2: mate that's amazing so no real secret and you missed a couple of weeks in the season as well fucking LX we feel shit now don't no, we, we all, I
1: especially
4: <laughs> do you did better <laughs> than I did so um, I'm trying to claim that COVID affected any real <laughs> rationale to these predictions, so that's why I did so bad. But, um, like, obviously you've talked about that you um, won, uh, won 50 quid off, off your mate, and obviously you won the, um, the the cash prize and the various other prizes from, from our game. Um, do you actually bet on football? Because if you did, you must have made a bit of a fortune this year.
1: Uh, I, I do occasionally so I, I, I'll admit I used to have a bit of a problem I, I would say um and it, it got a bit too much so I kind of online I mean where you get when you get betting you can bet on you know every single thing you can corners throw you know mm. I got a bit hooked and uh I took myself off a lot of them so I, I used to just bet on the day going you know going to coral have a like a tenner and that was that was my limit yeah. so I mean I <laughs> probably regret it now
2: but <laughs>
1: right, right thing
2: to do at the time. Um, listen, uh, Scott, you're obviously a West Ham fan, mate. So, how do you feel about the new season? <sighs> uh,
1: to be honest, it's a little bit depressing, but I just I want it to be over already. Um, <laughs> just, just so either we're we're another year closer to it, to getting rid of the uh, the board or. You know we'll have some money coming in to spend on transfers for once yeah uh, that's, how, that's how I feel to be honest um, I was excited um, a bit like you David. I didn't really want David Moyes but I kind mm. of come around to that mm. um, and then you know you see see the club tweeting about how the youngsters are going to get a go and you you, you know you think alright that's one positive It's always been a good thing about West Ham and then shock horror they go and, uh, go and sell one um mm it was a bit of a kick in the nuts to be honest but um, mm. I, th- I-, I think we'll be alright I think I think we'll be around 12th um, but I'm not I'm not you know I, I used to love going West Ham I, like, I still do you know do the whole match day, having a beer before the game and stuff like that but I just I just don't look forward to it uh, this season to be honest I don't know why nah um,
2: you're not the only one to say that Scott to be fair
1: yeah, and like even even I know people that you know you get the same every year. I'm not going to really receive the ticket. I'll show them what's what, um, but we'll do. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, and I, I did it probably three days before Dan Garnell sold, and I was, I was, I was human. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I understand, mate. I understand. It's just it's just relentless, isn't it? The stress and the drama that comes with supporting this football club, mate. I tell you, it's uh, it's never ending. And you just, yeah. you just, as a football fan, you want to get excited about the start of a new season, don't you? But it just always seems to be something hanging over our heads as West Ham fans. It's, uh, it's frustrating. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going to go away any anytime
1: soon, to be
2: honest. No, no. Right, so Scott,
4: this is your big moment now, okay? This is the moment we've all been waiting for. We want you to tell us what the score is going to be on Saturday. Uh.
1: <laughs> I, don't to, I don't want to be pessimistic um, I'm, I'm going to go for 2-1 two, two, I'm going to go Bowen. Yeah, Bowen, Bowen Bowen first goal scorer
2: Bowen first goal scorer Who's scoring the other one? Oh,
1: Antonio if he plays hopefully.
2: And for the benefit of our prediction
4: game who's getting the last booking? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh I'm going to go Noble. He's got the
4: ump at the moment. Do you know what? I'm
2: actually writing this down, mate. So, at least I know I've got 50 points. (laughs) And, And, Scott, the most important question of all is who is going to win out of me and X in this competition next season?
1: I mean... History don't lie, I don't think. But... Right, we're ending that
2: call. I like I you, Scott. Say, See I you would, later, I Scott. Would, Bye,
4: Scott. I would, say, I would
1: say, X seems determined this year. Oh, That's I mean, it, mate.
4: Know. That's it. When you <laughs> got fire in your belly, you, know, exactly. you, you, um, get, you get
1: results. i results. Uh,
2: I've always backed the underdog as well, so I'm probably going to go X. Yeah, oh, he's done a U-turn. I can't believe it, you Judas. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, Scott, thanks so much for coming on, mate. We wish you all the best of luck for next season. You are the man to beat, and who knows, maybe you'll be on again this time next year, pal. Yeah, no,
1: thank, thanks for having me on, guys.
2: Brilliant, it's bye, been a pleasure. Man. Look after yourself, Scott. All the yeah, best, pal. And you, bye, mate. Thank you to everyone that has registered to play the West Hamway Premier League Predictions competition again this season. If you have registered, but have not yet paid to play, please do so ASAP. After registering, you'll receive an email giving you the option of paying via PayPal or bank transfer. Choose one option, and as soon as you've paid, you've officially entered the competition. Just a couple of days left until the predictions begin, so good luck, everyone, and wish me luck, because if I don't beat X again this season, he's going to absolutely ruin me after the stick I've given him over the past year mate it would be fully fully deserved seriously I'm actually really
4: going to town on this I'm going to have graphs of form on the, on the wall <laughs> I bet you are uh, I am mate I'm graphs of form I'm going to go and I'm going to look at what top pundits say I'm going to literally check out injuries beforehand I'm going to literally um, seriously research this a lot put a lot of effort into it and, and if I beat you which I will you will not hear the end of this this is literally going to be written on your tombstone seriously you are going (laughs) It's a wish (laughs) you never started this war.
2: Do you know what, mate? you just put a hell of a lot of pressure on yourself there. You've realised that, haven't you? You've I, got to deliver now. I, the pressure's
4: I, on you. It's not on me. Can I just say, have you signed up for the Fantasy Football League? Not yeah? yet, but I will do. You will do? I will do. Okay, so we've, we're play, we're playing on two fronts But you know yeah. you're going to beat me at that. Well, so? That, that's, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. still a competition. It suits you more than it suits me to play <laughs> that. Your prediction suits you more than me. <laughs> Clearly, uh, after does. last year's well, result. Well, because like I said, it's erratic last year. <laughs> <laughs> so, this year, home, year. Uh, hopefully this year. year things will be a bit more back to normal and stuff and then it'll be like more sensible predictions will win
2: Okay, mate, yeah. That <laughs> makes no sense whatsoever, but... I don't even think I'll, I'll, leave, that I'll myself, leave that there. I'll go with it,
4: I'll go with it. I can't think of a better comeback.
2: So. Uh, do you know what? I hope I do beat you next season, because I love these excuses. They're, they're absolutely hilarious, and I will miss that if I lose to you next season. But then again, you haven't heard mine yet, Not so exactly. let's I look see what happens. Them, yeah. <laughs> We're pleased to announce that you will also be competing against Frank McAvenny this year, who has now joined the competition. If you want to join us... Please look at our pinned tweet on Twitter for details. Okay, mate, what have you got for us this week? Um, a variety
4: of things. Uh hope to bring more concrete news in the next few days, which will obviously have to be shared on Twitter if I decide to emerge from this kind of self-inflicted Twitter <laughs> sabbatical that I keep putting myself on. Um, we'll see what happens. But uh, in terms of transfers, so I need to clarify what I said on the West Ham Way USA podcast that we both did yesterday. I described the bid for help me with the pronunciation Bernie uh, well, well i mean it's
2: a shot in the dark from me but tarkovsky okay let's go with that um
4: the we, i described it as a phantom bid on the show yesterday probably wasn't the best definition i could have used um the best way to describe it is that we put in a bid that we probably expected to be rejected phantom suggests that there was no bid there was a bid but we kind of expected it to be rejected Which is common practice for most football or any deal. You never go in and whack in your, yeah, what the maximum you'd pay before trying to barter. That's the same, same for anything a house, a car, whatever. Um, And, and so. It's natural process. I think Bernie did their equivalent by saying it won't be anything less than 50 million. So obviously you've got a difference of almost 25 million there, 23 million. Um, they're going to, uh, I think they'll make another bid. I think they'll go into the 30s maybe and see what happens there. The player has stated repeatedly that he doesn't want to come down south. Um, he played for Brent uh, food. Um, and I always have to think about it I literally in my head I picture the two words and go with the yeah, one that's yeah. the football team um, Brentford um, he didn't particularly him and his wife didn't particularly enjoy their time uh, in the south but we are potentially offering him to double his wage so you know i think if you say you're on i don't know what wage he's on i don't know what we'd be offering him but let's just go with he's on 40 grand a week at burnley and you suddenly get the chance of earning 80 grand a week you can kind of make do can't you with a situation yeah, but do we want
2: to play like that
4: I don't know. I mean, he's an ex-England international. Yeah, but but where's his
2: head going to be at? I mean, how long is it going to be till his missus starts moaning, getting in his ear every week? Uh, You know, and if he didn't like it down south and West Ham ain't for him, fair enough. Then, if he's still in a running for him, it then once again comes down to money. It's going to be another player that we sign who we're overpaying just to have at West Ham United who's just going to be kicking his heels, not really enjoying his time there. As far as I'm concerned, we don't want players like that if that's how he feels.
4: It is a fair point, mate, to be honest with you. But that, that's the kind of situation that we're at at the moment.
2: Um God, if he prefers Burnley to fucking London, i would tell you, that fucking speaks volumes. That's but, a shithole, that is. Well, I know, but the sad thing is, mate,
4: I mean, to be crude, London is it as appealing as it once was. Yes, the city centre is, yeah. but you, you, well, it depends yeah. where you live living, doesn't it? I guess so, I guess so. I mean, you know, Burnley, you could live somewhere like, cheshire's a nice place you know like Mm. i don't i don't know i guess it depends what you've been brought up on really but um i can't polish a turd if you ask me well i'm a proud londoner don't get me wrong i'm proud to be from london i love getting into the city city center and things like that and the history and stuff so i just i don't know i just think you can make anywhere seem appealing to live if you're getting 80 grand a week to do it that's my opinion um i just
2: think call me an old romantic but if a club comes in for you and you're interested in that club, then money should be the final part of that conversation. If it's the main driving force, then that player isn't for us. Or just, shouldn't be for us, in my opinion.
4: Unfortunately, mate, I don't think... Unless we buy lower down the league, like like I guess with Bowen and there's no other clubs in for him, then that's ever going to be the case. I mean, let's, let's be honest, mate. Really, if you're at Burnley, technically... Obviously not in t- terms of stature, but in terms of if you look at league positioning, in the last year or so, they've been in higher place than us significantly. So are Burnley a better club to play for than West Ham? I, I,
2: I don't think so. I mean, in this current climate, when we're making an absolute circus act of ourselves, you could argue that. But if we're talking club versus club, um, part of the country versus part of the country and lifestyle, etc., etc., You know, let's not forget, West Ham have made loads of signings that have been a success. You know, Dimitri Payet, for example. You know, Lanzini, when he was at his peak. We've done it this season with Suchek. It can be done. But those are the players who, at the time, wanted to come to West Ham for the right reasons. You could argue Dimitri didn't. But there's more than a handful of others in recent times that have. But you've just got to go out there and find them. And and we've said it many a time on this podcast. You've got to question the player's mentality, attitude and motivation and enthusiasm to come to West Ham, as well as his ability. Because we've made that mistake too many times in the past. Uh, And, And Tarkovsky's up there for me based on what you've said as that type of character because if we offer him 120 grand a week and he signs what does that say about his motivation to play for West Ham I agree and I agree with what you're saying
4: but to be fair mate I don't know if we was to sign any player from the Premier League at this point bearing in mind he is technically classified as I'd say a top centre back but a very good centre back of England international quality really is there going to be any player that fits that bill you know highly rated with England caps that would want to come to West Ham? Well then I
2: think really, honestly I think if, if the case is the only way we will get a player like that is if we overpay for them then I don't think we should be looking at them. Don't go for a top Premier League proven player. Look in the championship look overseas get a scouting network in place draw up a list of hot prospects around the world. It can be done. Yeah. Other clubs do it. I'm not disputing
4: that. I'm just saying for the calibre of his player, of his stature, I guess. And no, then well, I we think we're wasting do. our time then by the Maybe. Bit- and maybe I'm wrong. You know, I don't know Tchaikovsky or whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Was he a composer, actually? I'm <laughs> pretty sure Tchaikovsky. More is a chance player, of but- signing him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think he's dead as well. Was yeah, that, definitely right? more yeah. chance of yeah. signing him. <laughs> right. Um, and so, <laughs> so um, I think basically, um, like, I was going to say, I put myself off now trying to work out if Tchaikovsky is a composer. <laughs> but um, I, I think with, with signing him, like, I'm not him. As I said, I don't know him. I don't know him personally. Oh, I do know that it was well reported when he was down this way before he wants to move up north. He stated that he wants to um, stay up north. He feels like his England chances have been affected by not playing for... Um, Uh, a top club I guess apparently Leicester are interested in him as well I hate to say it if you don't support West Ham Leicester is a more appealing club than West Ham at this point you know challenging for Champions League again last Mm. year Uh, good owners uh, that everyone seems to love all right, the stadium's not as big as ours but technically better for football than ours is if you was to predict who's going to finish higher next year West Ham or Leicester mm. it's Leicester for me mm. um, I don't know if they are going to bid but remember they have got money because they sold so chill well so they have got mm. money to spend um, who knows with him I don't know whether it's going to, he's going to happen or not but we're going to go for him I have been assured now I'd, please don't quote me on this because when West Ham don't seem to sign players or things go bad in the window Or don't happen. It somehow seems to be linked back to being my fault by some people. I am stating on here. I cannot prove this, and I cannot vouch for it. But I am reassured. Well, I've been yeah reassured. I guess is the word or assured. Sorry, not reassured. Assured by people at the very top that we will make signings this window. Who they are and whether they're good ones, I can't tell you. But I am assured that we will not get to. Um the end of the window with us having not made any signings now we do want to send back as i was obvious from the burnley player we want a left back a right back i have been given a list of names for the left back and right back none of which are close uh, looking at the list of left backs the most appealing one to me, therefore probably the most unrealistic one of getting, is a fella called Robin Gosens, who plays for Atlanta. Um, he's been linked; he was linked with Chelsea before they signed Chilwell. I um, mean, he's got seems to have a looking at Wikipedia seems to have a decent goals record. I don't know the fella particularly but looking at the reports he seems to be quite highly rated therefore I'd imagine he cost a lot of money therefore I would imagine we won't get him um but he's a name amongst a list of other names I was given that I don't think is worth sharing at this point because I'm very conscious of um the uh, toxicness of twitter so if i put names out there and they don't happen i become a fraud but i can only go on what what is what is given to you yeah me. that's fine so i think i'll leave it until it's a bit closer um in terms of uh a big news in terms of a player that will be leaving i think this window um, is jack wilshire they want to pay him off They've offered to pay him off. They are trying really hard to get him off the wages before the window closes. Um, so there is a strong chance that Wilshire will not be a player beyond the um deadline uh, window. I mean, we could get rid of him whenever we want to, but obviously, if we can get rid of him now then that frees up wages that we could put towards someone else. Mm. So I do believe the club wants yeah. to move him and on. And I don't blame him. And this is what links back to what I was saying earlier in the first section about yeah. when you said Jack Wilshere and, and why has he said that? Well, I think that he probably knows. And in fact, I'd be almost certain to say that he knows that the club are trying to move him on, get rid of him. I've reported it on this podcast many times before. So if you know that the club's doing that to you, Personally, that's the disrespect. Um, well, uh,
2: from where him. I'm sitting, what the club has done for him is paying a pretty penny for doing fuck all yeah. over the last Christ I mean, knows how long how, we've had him. Uh, yeah, so I think you've got to show some respect and a bit of class, really, because he's been laughing at the face of this football club since he's joined. So how to make shitty little comments like that... Mate, if you're an
4: injury-prone yeah, player... But at the,
2: yeah, but at the same time, it might not be his fault that he's an injury-prone player, but if I can only put myself in his body and think to myself, whether it's my fault or not... I am taking a hell of a lot of money from West Ham United for giving nothing back in return. Now, the least I could do is not bring a negative attention to myself or pipe up or say something inappropriate or do pranking videos, jumping out of a fucking tumble dryer, winding up my teammates when I'm doing nothing and the chips are down with the side. Yeah, true. So if I was Jack Wilshere, I would just shut my mouth. Just say nothing, keep your head down, and take that 100 grand a week and enjoy it because it's incredible how he's the touch that he's got at West Ham.
4: Yeah, it is. I mean, it's ridiculous. He and, should- I, and I
2: find it really disrespectful personally that he said that to Grady because he in my opinion whether it's his his fault or not I think he's disrespected West Ham since he's joined
4: yeah I mean he should never have been signed I mean anyone from Dave dock could have told you that wasn't a good signing particularly on the contract he was on I mean you could argue to take a gamble you might offer him I don't know say 40,000 50,000 a week and then 50 on appearances so that mm. you, you know you're not paying 100 grand a week he probably he, knew he weren't going to play X. I
2: know. he probably knew he weren't going to play yeah, he knows so
4: he's had he's the not, club over hasn't he? he knows he's not the same player he once was that's for certain um, injury wise he knows that but then let's be honest mate yeah he's supposed to be a West Ham fan but th- but this is his job if he knows his career is going to be pretty much never to the standard it, it once was and a club stupidly comes in and. Offers you a hundred grand. Um, what is it? A two-year deal? How long's he been at the club now? Is there last? Don't, I don't year. know. I can't you remember
2: know, the last time he played. Two years, it
4: must be. Yeah, it must. be This must be his second year, I think. Was it his third year? I can't even remember. Yeah. It shows how no. little he's not played. I'll look it up in a second. I don't know. But whatever the deal is, I, th- I from memory, I think he signed a, a, a three-year deal. So, uh, um, but if you're um, if you're him and you know that your career is basically fucked you know deep down that you're not going to be able to play or earn the money that you that your career really should have um, yeah he's been here two years um, played at 16 times um, if it's two years 16, 16 times. fucking times you're yeah. having a laugh I must have blinked because I missed him well, yeah. <laughs> well, that's 16 over. appearances that's over as a sub um, Someone would have been a sub wouldn't
2: they <sighs> God, they must have been five or ten minute bursting so I would never have said 16 he appearances he clocked
4: up a few in lockdown didn't he like he came on for the odd minute here or there mm. um,
2: Um, I, um... I think
4: uh, if you're Jack Wilshere and you're not thinking about, you know, West Ham, you're thinking about your family, you know, he's got kids, got a wife, and you know that your knees or whatever it is, his ankles that are are buggered, if a club stupidly comes in and offers you 100 grand a a week for a three year deal, okay, you would like to think the moral side might say, oh no, I shouldn't do that. But realistically, who is going to do that? I
2: don't blame him for taking it. Yeah. I don't blame him for taking it because I think any man with a family, as you're describing would do to protect your own futures but one thing I wouldn't do if I've taken the piss with my employer especially employer that you claim to be a fan of i.e. West Ham is bite the hand that feeds me Mm. I wouldn't do that I wouldn't be taking that 100 grand a week and then having little slide digs at that club because as far as I'm concerned, he's he's creamed it for the last two years. He's out of touch. He's going to take his money and he's going to run. Just shut your mouth. You've yeah. taken the piss as it is. And I'm surprised, I'm surprised he's actually got away with it. Yes, it's not self-inflicted. Yes, no one wants to be injured. But he seems to have, I don't know, flown through the last two years with a smile on his face, having a laugh and a joke left, right and centre, even when this club are fighting relegation, and he's taking 100 grand a week. And all you ever hear from him, like I say, these stupid prank videos, and these little comments about having a pop at the club why are you having a pop at the club when they've literally set you up for life for nothing in return mm. that I don't know for me personally as a human being that doesn't sit well with me and I can't wait to see the back of it. to be honest a fucking waste of time that was <laughs> yeah um, do you want to make your opinions more clear well, please <laughs> hopefully that was clear and hopefully he's fucking listening as well
4: <laughs> um, so uh, better news for midfield players Suchek um has had to quarantine i think because he was around a player uh that had covid i think i'm not actually sure the reason why it's a quarantine i'm not even gonna try and lie in my opinion because he's in the czech republic and you have to quarantine if you've been there i don't know the reason he was quarantined but he was um he is available for saturday um whether they play him or not i don't know because obviously he hasn't been able to train so it would be a gamble in that respect, but he is available. Uh, as is all of the players that have been on international duty. Again, you look at the situation of Declan Rice. He's been injured up until he went away with England. Played two games, ninety minutes in both from memory um, in quick succession. And then they're gonna probably expect him to play on Saturday as well. Yes, you would expect all professional footballers to be able to do that, but it's not ideal preparation really. But Suchek is available because they've um they've gone down the uh, I think the <laughs> So like they've gone down the Czech rules for quarantining rather than the UK <laughs> rules for quarantine. And there's a loophole where you can get around it. Right. Uh, I'm not an expert on it, but it's something along those lines. Um, we're going to play Charlton in the Carabao Cup. At least one youngster will feature in that game. Speaking of the youngsters, they played South End yesterday and won 3-1. All three goals were really good. I don't know if you've seen them. No, I haven't actually. Um, M- Mipo. Beku, he's a forward that we got from Manchester United, I broke exclusively on this show and I'm quite proud of it because I think he's looking like he could be a big name for the future, um, he scored two goals, he's a forward, we got him from Manchester United last year, had a great pedigree in terms of goals to game ratio but felt and understandably that he was always in the shadows of Greenwood, now Greenwood in my opinion is one of the best English talents I have seen in England, a long time I think he's a brilliant player so to be in the shadow of him is nothing to be ashamed of he scored one of the finishes both kind of side foots into the uh, corner from memory but certainly the first one long way out just bang right into the corner side footed great finish Connor Coventry scored the third goal which was also nice keeper headed it out of the area and he kind of volleyed it over the keeper into the empty net Um, so you know that's exciting I guess as i said some of the one or two of the academy players will feature in that charlton game um The West Ham game against Wolves, um, that is due um, to probably be moved as well. Um, There's many, many factors that are are, are surrounding that game. It's likely to be moved to the Sunday, but it does depend on Wolves whether they're in the next round of the Cup and so on. But that game is likely to be moved as well. Um, On Saturday, the West Ham ladies are playing... A game against Arsenal at 5.20. Um, it's on BT Sports. But it's a trial attendance game. So people can actually go and physically watch the game. Because um, it's a pilot for weather. You know what happens when we start to bring crowds back to football. Although after Boris's announcement today who has a effing clue when that's going to happen again. Mm. Um, so anyway, that is the situation. That's a good game. If you want to go and watch live football, mm. you can watch that. Speaking of good goals, their Canadian player, I think she's called Leone, a uh, surname scored a really good goal against Tottenham questionable keeping not going to lie but the, <laughs> but the the run and the, and the finish was. but was people good. can go to that game they can go to it it's a trial game so a trial is in a trial how to manage the crowd mm. system mm. so I think you can actually attend that
2: couple of salts in the side as well now aren't there so uh, yeah, worth going just for that without means to be a chauvinist
4: pig and discredit with female football like you've just done
2: <laughs> <laughs> the, the, listen the, I haven't said anything the, negative about their uh, playing ability I'm complimenting the, them the, on how they look <laughs> I must nothing ad- wrong with that no I must admit
4: nowadays I think I'd rather have a team poster of the West Ham ladies <laughs> up on my wall than a, than a, of the men's team um, yeah there are a couple in that team that yeah I, I I wouldn't kick out of bed let's be honest brilliant I'm pleased you said that because now we're
2: both in trouble with this guy's tits up <laughs>
4: <laughs> I would have said anything if you hadn't, I'm alright, but uh, I only really, I don't really pay much attention to their looks to be fair though, I'm more about their football ability and, and skill, You're not a I am mate you know if I want to look at women I will you know the, the ladies are women sorry not even ladies women's football team is not the time or the place and I'm actually quite frankly disgusted <laughs> that you decided to, to bring it to that level
2: uh, it's pretty well you know I'm going to edit this bit out anyway <laughs> yes, so the damage yeah. is done <laughs> That's right. Yeah. you always can take out whatever you do
4: badly anything that I do just stays that's in there that's a beauty there. of editing <laughs> <mate>. <laughs> yeah. um, right um, so where am I interesting bit of news bit random but interesting david gold i don't know if you know this but is one of the owners of i think the one of the first ever fa cups so the actual trophy that was presented to the winning teams of the cup final he bought don't know how long ago ago he did but he bought it he owns it he's actually put it up for sale I don't know what that means, but he has, and it's available the the expected region. I think it was something like eight hundred thousand. The hope is it might go for a million. Um, but the FA Cup that David Gold is up for sale. Maybe that million will go into the transfer kitty. Who knows? But it is up, up for sale, and you could actually click on the link um, to access the the where it's being sold and put in a bid if you have a spare. Wow. A few fivers knocking around. How did around. he get hold of that in the first place? I think the same thing. I think he bought it from an auction, as far as I know, and then wow, kept it and is now looking to sell it. I mean, the guy don't need the money. Well, I mean, in terms of his personal wealth, he doesn't. Mm. So, not sh- who knows what the motives are, I guess. Well, maybe they'll pay Karen Brady off. Who knows? Well, it's funny you should say that. There are strong rumours, and I wasn't actually going to say it on this podcast, but... Fuck it, I'm going to say it. Um, (laughs) There's strong rumours that she, and it is rumours, please, it's not ITK stuff rumours, that she is looking to explore a political career. Um, As in, I think she'll probably be a, conservative as from knowledge uh maybe an mp or a advisor i don't know i think she's looking to explore that whether you can do that whilst being um the chairman chair lady or whatever her title is um of a football club i don't know who knows maybe i mean at the moment i don't think there's anything close but uh
2: yeah fingers crossed then i well
4: yeah that's what most people would say um the alair situation in terms of budgets um i believe we've come to an agreement i think it was actually on the fifa website confirming this that whilst technically we haven't paid all the money yet the agreement has been established as to when and how we'll pay it and it will not be coming out of our transfer budget now it's a separate issue that has apparently been sorted some people have asked me why um there was no interviews after the bournemouth game um because it's the betway cup which is a Basically a non-existent trophy without meaning to take away. Have we ever won it? Have we ever won it? I think we've ever won it once, even though it's our own trophy, which is actually ridiculous in itself, <laughs> that we can't win the own trophy that we kind of own. Um, it just sums us up. Um, we um, They don't have to do interviews after games like that. If they, um, managers have a uh, contractual um, agreement that they will do Premier League pre-match match post-match interviews but for the Betway Cup there is no agreement David Moyes isn't a big fan of press interviews and so on so where he's got the option of doing one or not he doesn't have to do one in that scenario and the side had just lost 5-3 he's only going to get stick isn't he so he chose not to do that um, interesting do you remember Tony Martinez yes Forward scoring goals in academy level was considered not good enough for us, given a free transfer. Um, a David Hunt player, this big David Hunt, Declan Rice. You know, we, we we know, friend of the show, so to speak. We know how much he's, quality players he's brought to West Ham, Dean Garner being another. He brought the player to the club, was disappointed that he never got the chance, released on a free didn't look particularly great when he played for West Ham I'm not gonna lie he's just about to sign for FC Porto having done so well in that <laughs> league so he'll really? be playing Champions League football next year no doubt probably go on to score shitloads in yeah. the Champions League and be a, a Spanish international um, before we know it um, people have been asking me constantly about Declan Rice whether he's staying or going the club want to keep hold of him that's the message I'm getting they don't want to sell him at any price Although, what does any unless it's a unless it's a, a huge bid? What quantifies as a huge bid? I would go for seventy to eighty million. In my opinion, that isn't enough, but that is what I think they would consider if Chelsea put that bid in. They're meant to be signing Mendy. Now, I don't want to sort of carry over my Chelsea ITK stuff to the West Ham ITK section, but as people would have probably seen on Twitter. I'm not as knowledgeable on Chelsea as I am West Ham because my sources at West Ham are much more wide-ranging. But in terms of transfer news for both clubs, arguably, you could argue I know more about Chelsea's news than West Ham's because Chelsea's, I've got very, very, very good sources in terms of transfers. With West Ham, it's a little bit kind of... They don't know what they're doing, so how am I going to know what they're doing? I have been told, I forgot to say it earlier, that David Moyes is still drawing up targets, which is why we haven't put any bids in as such. But that's what I was told. Anyway, back to the Rice thing. Um, I am told that they're meant to be signing Mendy today, although I do believe that, and I broke that news on the 21st of August, I do believe that clubs are... The, the, the his team which is Rene I think they're pronounced or Wrens or something like that Stad Rens I don't know Um, they're trying to get more money for him than what he's gone but anyway this is all Chelsea news he will probably end up going to Chelsea once that deal is completed the final piece to their jigsaw is Declan Rice now they're gonna leave it short which is what I've said in terms of the deadline closing that I think if West Ham accept a bid and it's if West Ham accepts a bid that he he'll wouldn't, he go because it'll be like Diengana. You realise then that you've got no choice. And also, it would be going to a much bigger club where he's going to challenge for the league, Champions League, keep his England career going. A club that he's supported, his family has all his life. He would never push for a move, in, as in he wouldn't do a Jermaine Defoe or whatever and slap in a transfer request. But if a bid comes in, I think we will struggle to hold on to him mm. but we shall see a bid might not come in at the moment who knows that i've not said anything revelational there on rice most people know that anyhow it's something i've been saying for over a year on the podcast if and when a chelsea bid comes in we're in a bit of bother we haven't had that bid yet but i sense that that bid is in imminent now Finally, in relation to um, the rumours that were circulating on Twitter about uh, Source 1 and the carnage that apparently yeah. <laughs> went on at the, at, 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 with Moyes and Brady and players in this camp and this player taking out this player and basically civil war <laughs> rife in the <laughs> West Ham ranks. Unfortunately, Source 1 needs to move on i think uh, <laughs> source one is inaccurate source one has completely fabricated a story i'll be i'll give source, source one his dues that story went crazy and i was getting hundreds of messages about it i even had friends i haven't spoke to this is no word of a lie i didn't even know my number anymore getting whatsapp some people were saying to me like is this true is this is this not a few players we're obviously aware of it. I'm aware of them cracking up at it, like actually laughing at the ridiculousness of it. Now, this is when I was trying to have a break from Twitter. But what I did do is I don't know if you saw, but on the West Ham way, Twitter account, a Twitter account, I quote, tweeted it and just said, "So, like, and then Pellegrini, Sanchez, no, Pellegrini, Roberto, and Zabaletta turned up. Pellegrini bundled Moyes into the van. Um, <laughs> <but> Roberto <laughs> tried to catch David Sullivan and kept missing him. And uh, <laughs> Zabaletta being the professional." That he was acted like a peacemaker and resolved the situation because it was just the most far-fetched story yeah. ever. Now the the stupid thing was, as you said on the podcast yesterday, if you haven't listened to that podcast, by the way, Dave and I recorded the West Ham Way USA version yesterday. We did American impressions, talks about butt plugs in sea kits. Um, like, I'm sold. Yeah, exactly. If I wasn't
2: on it, I'd be listening to it now. <laughs> Food,
4: all sorts on that. Once, if you want a bit <laughs> and a bit of, of West Ham as yeah, well, please interested. West But more those things. (laughs) If you want to talk, if you want to hear that, then do our Vegas experiences and stuff. Listen to it and Brawley and um, Tony, a top bloke. So yeah, it was was a great, um, great show. But um, as you said on that, mate, like, um, (laughs) did you say I've lost my train of thought now? Uh, Well, I said
2: that straight away. I knew it was bollocks because Karen Brady doesn't interact with any of the players anyway, uh, and plus. You know, as part of that story, they said that there was training sessions in the morning of the Saturday, but they wouldn't have had those training sessions because they had the game in the afternoon.
4: Yeah, exactly.
2: And it was just, it
4: was... It was obviously, ridiculous. and it was far
2: fetched in general, anyway, wasn't it? Oh,
4: what well, I've remembered what I was going to say now is, you said strangely, you could believe it, but yeah. you could because that yeah. is what West Ham is y-
2: like. You can now believe the unbelievable at West Ham, yeah, exactly because so, it's such a crazy ride that we're always and on. And that's
4: why source one will get always get attention because source one can put stuff out like that, which is ridiculous. Mm. But people will genuinely not do what they should do and go, oh yeah, right. That's bullshit. They mm. will they will believe it because it is believable when mm. it comes to West Ham. Mm. And the other rumor circulating was that David Moyes is going to resign uh, on Friday. Now again, that I don't know where that came from. Really, um, if he was going to do that, what? Why Friday? Like what? <laughs> what is the significance of Friday? Why not do it before? You know, mm. Mm. Uh, David Moyes, as I said on the show yesterday, is on a contract. Where if he resigns, he will lose all his money Mm. and get no compensation. If he and it's not like he could resign and walk into another job. Let's be honest, been unemployed since the last time West Ham um, appointed him, Um, so he's not going to do that. Um, And yeah, it's just not true. I mean, I will hold my hands up if he resigns on Friday and say look I had no idea but he's been at the training ground he's been messaging the players why the hell would you be doing that if you're going to walk out on Friday Mm. it's just very very bizarre so yeah I I think I just was going to clear those up
2: yeah the weird and wonderful world of West Ham United eh? Mm. very informative as always mate thank you very much Welcome back to the final part of the show, where, as always, you've been good enough to give us your questions, and the ex is going to read them out.
4: At Nobby underscore Hammer. Good lad, this guy. Um, Supports us quite a lot. Um, Love the show, and please keep it up. On the dawn of a new season, have either of you ever felt as low or pessimistic going into a new season, or is it just me?
2: Yeah, plenty of times, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mainly in recent times. And it's just so frustrating. It makes you think, what the fucking hell is wrong with our club? You know, every other club out there is excited about the start of the new season and they're, dare I say, feeling positive. But it's just almost impossible for us to feel like that again. And um, it's just so sad. It's like we were saying earlier on, it's just so sad because you give so much to this football club and you just want a smidgen back, really, in terms of effort from the players, conduct yourself in a professional way if you own the football club be the best that you can be in terms of a manager and just go out there and and try and win a game of football and entertain in the process but it just seems like we struggle to tick all of those boxes at times and it's just so frustrating to be a West Ham fan and like you said earlier you know, it's part of me that don't want the season to start because no doubt we're just going to be stacked with stress as soon as we kick a ball against Newcastle. And if we lose a game, I dread to think what it's going to be like after.
4: Mm, I agree with you. I mean, it's odd because before we sold Diengana, Garner, I was beginning to convince myself that I was looking forward to the season you know Grady being in there linking up with Valair maybe he'll start to perform Mm. Uh, you know maybe we don't need any more signings because Grady's like a new one and then obviously we need a few new defenders but if we could add maybe one or two on top of what we already had because we were playing quite well um, during lockdown then I um, I was convincing myself that I was looking forward to it. But I, I seem to have been hit again that I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, and I think it is probably the, the effect of the negativity of the fan base on Twitter that has probably brought down my mood because I am one of those people that is affected by the moods of those that are around me. Um, so that's why I have to take myself off Twitter sometimes because you know at this moment in time i think my mental health is quite strong but i'm not afraid to say in times in the past it maybe hasn't been and i can be affected by other people's opinions of me like we all are um and the vibe of people around me and maybe i've been brought down by what is like you've said toxic on twitter but yeah i'm not looking forward to the season like you know on the As I said earlier, two days away from the start of a new Premier League season, I would be buzzing. Generally, for this, I think it doesn't help that we can't go to the games, we can't do the events, and we can't do all the things that we Mm. and go for a drink before and after. I, I think that that doesn't help things. But on the flip side, I think the the situation at the club doesn't help either. Oh, mm-hmm. It's just sad. Mm-hmm. Um, another good bloke, this at football typos, actually a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Used yes. To, I yeah, know you're talking about it. good to, lad. Yeah. Good lad used to be a Sheffield Wednesday. ITK. I think his sources may have left now or certainly aren't uh, like what they once were, but he was, and he's also someone who's advocated a lot against mental health. Um, you know, trying to support, I mean, mental health charities, really good bloke. Uh, Uh, has written some good articles on West Ham actually as a neutral fan Um, would X and Dave be happy to sell Declan for 75 million if David Moyes could um, invest the money as well as that from the sale of Grady into improving the squad
2: part of me thinks yes because I know the sale of Declan Rice is inevitable and we probably can't do anything about it if it was genuinely optional and we could keep Declan and Deck would want to stay, then I would keep Deck because I I can't remember the last time I saw a player of his quality in that position at this club since Michael Carrick and I think he's better than Michael Carrick was. Mm -hmm. So I would rather keep him but if we're living in a real world now where inevitably he is going to go, then I think 75 million along with the 20 for Grady, 95. Am I overly confident that Moyes has spend it in the right way? Am I overly confident that players would want to come to West Ham in the current climate, the way that we present ourselves as a football club? I don't know. But, yeah, I I think I would do because I'm resigned to the fact that Dex is going to leave whether we like it or not. Yeah, Um, yeah, like you said, given the
4: choice of keeping him or not keeping him, uh, I would keep him, uh, given the choice of... 100 million um, going to Moyes and or selling rice and Moyes being able to spend it correctly I would be torn maybe if I thought we would invest properly but I'd but like you, I'm not confident and I don't think we'd ever be able to get anyone as good as Rice or anywhere near as good as Rice. I also worry about the image it sends out to our academy players. We'd been through this route with Rio Ferdinand when we first started to sell academy players and look what happened there. Mm. So I, I think I, I wouldn't sell him either personally. Um, but given given that, you know, that we may have to, if, if that money went to Moyes, Obviously, I would feel much more better about it than if it didn't in terms of it went to our budget. But whether it all will go to noise is Mm. the highly questionable thing at the moment. Um, At Trusky, X and Dave, do you know if the club Sky London Stadium have upgraded the crowd noise? to a loud, constant boo to make sure it's realistic. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, they should do, shouldn't they? Because it could do a bit of realism during this time. Yeah. I mean, the, the artificial crowd noises have made me laugh, actually, and, uh, at times. I find
4: them amusing at times. what <laughs> I find amusing, is when the ball was, like clearly not a goal, and then the crowd suddenly goes, oh, yeah. like that, you know, just <laughs> after it. And what I also find amusing was, I can't remember what game it was. I think it was... I don't know. My, my, I want to say Watford, maybe, but, like, literally the minute the whistle went, and I think they might have actually got a semi-decent <laughs> result at that time, possibly. I can't remember, but literally the crowd went, boom! It was like really quite
2: harsh, I you know, a bit more harsh
4: than an actual crowd would have been, so I'd like, I'd like to know what the director was thinking on that yeah, one. Yeah,
2: so- yeah, I can't remember what game it was now, but I saw some player shoot this ball about fucking 80 yards over the bar, it was like an Antonio special, and all of a sudden his crowd went, oh! Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> So what game are you watching? Well clearly not watching the game. I
1: bet yeah, you would love
4: true. I bet you would love that job. Like you know, do the sound effects <laughs> yeah. and stuff. You'd blatantly drop in a few like <laughs> boos and cheers in inappropriate yeah, places yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Gotcha, being the element. Yeah, exactly. Um, So this is at youngie underscore 315. How do you think the board would answer if approached by Amazon to film an undercover for a season? Yes, because it's another big payday to line their pockets and profit further on the club. Or no, because we know their egos and hiding their ineptitude.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't think they would do it. Uh, no. I can't. think they'd be too scared of, of what would come across on there, to be honest.
4: 100%. I mean, obviously, Jack's done the ladies one, so he has kind of done a semi equivalent. But I think, in terms of how he's doing at the ladies and, and his success rate, I would say he's more successful than in his dad equivalently. Yeah. So he probably looks quite. I haven't watched the latest series, no, I, I haven't. did watch the first couple he comes across quite well in that i yeah, think he um, does i think jack would anyway because i think it is harsh to judge your your judge someone upon their dad i think that is yeah. really harsh and as much as i love my dad as i've said before if we were we would have different strategies to how to manage people yeah that's for sure um and um he uh so I do think it is harsh to judge him on that, but I think they're probably as it's the BBC I think that do it, they're probably in a bit more control of to what the content is that goes out. Whereas I think Amazon or Netflix or like the equivalent probably want the more raw, controversial stuff and you know if that was at West Ham, mm, then God knows what would come out. It it scares me to think. of the PR disaster that come out anyway without that (laughs) programme. I know, yeah. So I actually dread to think what would come out. Um, This is uh, TJ Sullivan, 1987. We've actually answered this question. Sorry, mate, but it's about... um, Moyes and the Brady, the source A information. Yep. So, yep. yeah, I've already answered that. Um, at FauxChezzy101, Ch- will West Ham realistically survive a relegation battle without any signings? Will GSB sell West Ham before 2023, in your opinion? Thanks, X and Dave, for the fantastic weekly content. Long-time listener. First time asking a question. Would love a shout-out. Uh, well, there's your shout-out there for, you, for your question. Thanks, so, mate. Thank you mate we really always, appreciate that always good to have people sending in questions for the first yeah. time um, do you want to answer mate yeah I mean
2: in my opinion I, I, I don't know why probably because I'm naive and I'm steeped in false positivity hidden in me somewhere but I don't think we'll get relegated this season I do think we've got too much quality I don't think we'll see that week after week like we should do but I think we'll see it probably in typical West Ham fashion when we least expect to see it. So, for example, we'll go and beat Man United away, or we'll go and get a result with Tottenham, or we'll beat Chelsea, like we often do. So when we decide to turn up, then we can beat anyone. We've proved it. So we'll see that again this season, I think. But once again, I believe, and I I hope I'm wrong, I believe that consistency will haunt us once again this season. So I, I do think it's going to be a tough ride this season mm. I did predict on the podcast last night actually that we'd finish 14th I think you predicted lower than that yeah. I think oh, it's well, going to be 15th, a struggle 16th. I don't I don't think we'll go down but um I don't think it's going to be a great season I'm afraid uh, to be
4: fair I can't argue with that mate I think that's exactly the same as what you've mm. said I don't think even, I think we will sign players so that kind of obviously means that it's a different question but even if we didn't sign players i do think we will still stay up again maybe i'm being blindly optimistic but i think the team hasn't changed since the team that kept us up post-covid Dean garner wasn't there he's been sold a jetty hugo wasn't there a jetty never played so there's no difference mm. to the team no injuries as far as i know um from memory i can think of they're going to affect the the selection he can put out so in my opinion there's no reason that we can't get results just we won't
2: yeah, much. in relation to the bold, whether they will sell before twenty twenty three, I just don't think there's any chance. And the reason I think no. that is because, uh, as you said, the club is up for sale potentially for eight hundred million pounds. That's the price they've put against this club should they sell before twenty twenty three because of some financial loopholes that they would have to take care of. But firstly, I I, I mean I don't know what top football clubs are worth. But that sounds pricey to me for oh, West End. Yeah. Um, but if we know that's the that's the situation, surely investors are going to know that as well. So, as investors, you're sitting there thinking, "Well, I can pay eight hundred million pound now, or I can wait two years and probably pay near enough half that." What would you do? Exactly, 100%. So there's no way they'll be gone before 2023?
4: No, I mean, they want to get an investor. I said again, sorry to those that have listened to us yesterday, because it is hard to do a two-news podcast two days in a row. Um, But they do want a 10% investor to come in by 10% investing players and then potentially maybe make an offer in the future. But um, whether that will happen or not, I don't know. There is an interest, as I said before, in America... Certainly, but whether it will happen, I don't know. Um, At Mark Watts 19, what do you think the real turning point was for GSB before there was no turning back, no way back? For me, it was the first summer in the Olympic Stadium after getting into the Europa um, Cup. They had the best platform possible to kick on and fulfill their promises. Instead, it was more freebies and punts.
2: It's interesting because I think everyone probably had a different turning point. And I think, you know, quite a few people got to the same turning point. Maybe that was announcing the sale of Upton Park, maybe. There was a hell of a lot of people that went against them at that point and have been ever since. I can only talk personally. And for me, when I thought enough was enough and I felt that they couldn't take this club any further, in fact, I decided that they were, at that point, holding the club back. And doing more harm than good was when they reappointed David Moyes. Mm. For me, after they had a crack at success with Pellegrini, with over £100 million in the transfer window, and that didn't work out, to then fall back to David Moyes and then we're looking at relegation again. That was my personal turning point. And there's no way back for me now. Mm. I, I I can't see it. You look at the, the club as a whole, the strategy, the structure, the PR, the people that run this football club, the, the lack of investment, the training facilities. I mean, it is endless. Collectively, when it comes to running a football club, I don't believe they know what they're doing. I don't believe that... Actually, let me take that back. I, I don't think they're absolutely clueless because the club isn't in financial ruin. Um, we do have a good squad of players. But to take us to the next level that they made us believe they could take us to, I don't think there's any chance of that.
4: I think I agree with everything you've said there, mate. I think like it's probably well documented that both you and I, I guess, were late to the party, so to speak, of wanting... Them not not thinking they can take us any further. However, we both were clear that we thought they had given it a go under Pellegrini yeah. and that we would then judge it on what they did next. We both stated that and we both admitted that we didn't think appointing Moyes the right choice. I think now, given the fact that um, there is no other options that want to come, I'm going to give Moyes a chance to prove to me that he deserves the job. Um But... Yeah, I think that was the moment for me as well. So, yeah, I agree. Um, uh, Sorry, I'm getting... Getting Chelsea news come through. I'm afraid to say. Mm. No? Sleeping with the enemy, everyone. Oh, no, I really am. I, Judas. Oh,
2: no, it's just. Tell what? them to the fuck off. Get their own fucking nose. <laughs> Get their own Nike.
4: Yeah. So I just wonder if I'll be snatched up on Chelsea Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you getting out of a blacked out car. Yeah, exactly. 11:59 <laughs> or whatever. Part of the deal. Jim White's there
2: <laughs> News here from Stamford Bridge. <laughs> yeah. Just in, ex WH employee is now ex Chelsea employee. The deal is done. That's a great He's important. ditched Dave Walker, <laughs> who is now homeless and sucking dick for money. That's an exclusive. <laughs>
4: Jeez, is that what you would turn to if fell apart uh, for your sanity? And I'm your just thinking out loud. Curves, you know, just thinking
2: worst case scenario. You seem, obviously, you,
4: you seem to smile when that option was described. So Yeah, jeez. maybe I think just on that alone, I need to keep your wife and everything intact and stay at West Ham. I think. But uh, <laughs> um, Right. So this is from at Aussie Osborne, not not the bat eating fella, but uh, someone that it could was, be. Well, someone that's called Richard Osborne and has. D- 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 the obvious right, right. <laughs> what teams do you genuinely, hand on heart, think West Ham will finish above this season? If you go club by club, it's pretty grim for me. Thanks for the great shows amongst all this nonsense.
2: Uh, yeah, thanks, mate. Which three teams do we both say West Ham stay up? So, who's going to go down? Ah, <sighs> right. Um, oh god, yeah, I mean, it... I think Fulham,
4: yeah, I would go with that.
2: I think West Brom, yeah. It gets tough now.
4: I think you got Brighton and Villa possibly. Brighton
2: seem to be improving under Potter for me.
4: Yeah, and they're
2: never going to, you know, crack the top ten. But I think they've got enough in the tank. He's he's done well there, you know. I respect the job he's, he's done, done. there. Done well
4: in his career. It's an interesting career. You see, he didn't like. He just worked his way up from like the yeah, under the lower radar. Leagues, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And made his way out. I like that sort of story. The players like him, do not they? Be like my football manager for I think I think there's always a Villa. T- yeah, yeah, I feel as one. I think there's always a team that you think are genuinely stable and then they turn out not to be. So I'm thinking someone like maybe Southampton, maybe Crystal Palace, mm-hmm. um, someone of that kind of stature mm-hmm. that you think, oh, okay, because Crystal Palace, although I think they've signed ASE, which is a good signing. Um, incidentally, some dick out there tried to make out I got that wrong as they did want to join West Ham 100% the deal was if we bid um, for Palace he would have come to West Ham but he, we didn't we didn't make a bid for him we chose to put our money elsewhere because we had not sold anyone yeah that's that was what the story was with that um, I I think Palace were on a bit of a decline at the end of last year mm. you know his Hodgson passed it I mean he's older than my dad which mm. is saying something <laughs> um, so I think um, I think he um I think Palace possibly... I just think there's always one. Palace and Southampton are the two that are kind of buzzing in my head. Burnley possibly. You know, there's always one like that that sort of drops away. Um, but yeah, I do think there will be three worse than us. I yeah, think, I hope what we, we hope so. And I hope so, so much. Um, at timmy tim's your uncle i had to resort to calling club call this week as there's been no transfer news cost me a fortune been there done that mate Trust yep, Um all. they said we've got interest in shevchenko any truth in this and it's quite funny because obviously it's a joke but when you look through what the rumors were, i don't know when this screenshot was it doesn't actually say the dates but it's the it's the classic club call uh, set up and on teletext you know we had the four color options red green yellow blue where you can skip to other menus and it's got the headlines of the day right so I'm going to read you out what they were for each club and just how like many of these happened which they didn't okay so Arsenal first one spot on Bergkamp in from Inter Happened, Blimey, mate. so they got out. One Bruce Rioch
2: signing that was, yeah, he well, was,
4: and along with David Platt. I think the only two they signed, wow. Blackburn, Zidane to Rovers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it ain't, yeah. I'll show you in a minute. So, obviously, that one did. Is this around happen. 94 though when they I won the league? It, yeah, well, it must be because if Berg comes in from Inter, that was round about what 95 roughly, yeah. So, yeah, it must be round about when Blackburn won the league. So, I guess maybe. It's not as U- ridiculous no, as you first thought. Had he but... joined Juventus at that point? I'm not sure. No, I don't know. So, yeah, maybe if he was still in France, it was a might have been a fair shout. <laughs> um, Manchester United, Baggio in. Um, <laughs> Hughes, really? Hughes out. Obviously, Hughes did leave, but I don't know if it was at the same time. Um, West Ham, Shevchenko interest.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, that uh, was that wasn't untrue, no, though, was that it? Was true, actually, They were it? interested in us, but we weren't interested yeah, in exactly. him, was he we? She came on trial.
4: Yeah. Leeds, accurate. Your in for three million. Yeah, happened. Yeah, Newcastle. Ferdinand joins Magpies again. Wow, quite accurate. Hargy to follow. Obviously, that one not happen. Man City. King Cladsey finalized. Yeah, what a signing that was. Yeah, Liverpool. Collymore record fee. And, really? and, and sharing him an interest so obviously that one didn't happen but Collymore Aston Villa three million for Southgate <laughs> uh, happened Everton kill Chelsea as a blue that happened, wow. so maybe club. I Hall, love that,
2: yeah. That's a real blast from the past. The that picture. trip down memory lane, yeah, yeah. I love the picture as well. well the graphics so the are thing, amazing. Well,
4: the thing is, like, that's actually reasonably accurate. I mean, maybe these are all things that had already happened, and they yeah. were just telling you what had happened, but the rumor ones are always quite, yeah, yeah, quite amusing. yeah. Um, right at underscore skill bucket, um, x, how does it feel? knowing you're the shining beacon of hope <laughs> in an otherwise dark time. You fucking wrote this, didn't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I put it in. <laughs> I didn't actually write it, believe it or not. And do you feel that you've been, that you've, put yourself in an unwanted position by being so reliable and accurate. <laughs> Cheers, lads. Love the work. Well, Cheers, lads. Yeah. Mum. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Mrs. X, uh, fa- thank you for the message. Um, I must admit, it is a bit of a... The reason I put this in is I wanted to explain something because I often get misquoted and I just I'm not media trained, so I just say things as I would down the pub, forgetting that we've got however many listeners that we have listening to our show mm. so i kind of talk to you mm. as i am that's the way i'm looking now yeah there's me there's my mate sat there yeah and yes i've got a strange mechanism known as a microphone in my face which yeah. i don't stick close enough to i admit um other than that i don't think people are listening to me so i don't yeah. practice what i'm gonna say yeah, so I'm i insane. just talk I to you mate. as if like i'm talking to you mm. like i would on or off air it's only when i see the headlines being quoted on the West Ham sites. So I'm like shit did I actually say yeah, that yeah and I think to myself I really need to think carefully about what I'm saying we've well, t- already
2: had to apologize for the phantom bid comment on well, the podcast exactly. last there you night
4: go. I didn't even think anything of that I was watching the England game at the same time so I wasn't really mm. computing what I was saying and I and I think to myself sometimes I don't realize how much I don't mean to say that arrogantly, but how much people do mm. hang on it. And when it's a negative period, like it is, people will pick up on the smallest thing. It's like when I said... Um stay up at, with minimal outlay. That went fucking massive, mate. Mm. And it was literally a reply to a tweet. Yeah. Look at the Pi a WhatsApp group. Do you, I, oh, gotcha. Even, yeah. even when I look back on this, I find it so surreal. Like, you knew that that had happened because I showed you <laughs> on my phone. I was yeah. like, hey, mate, look at this. Didn't even think it was that big a news. You know, yeah. just literally thought, oh, that's quite funny. And then you were like, oh, god, mate, say it. I ummed and I whether to or not. But I felt, oh, God, it's yeah. not that serious, I'll say it. Obviously, I said Pi was removed from the WhatsApp group. Uh, back page of the story. sun next day. Back page of the sun. I'm mm. out walking in the bloody town that I live, and I'm like, oh, my God. And then <laughs> it was on like ESPN and Sky Sports. And I was getting messages from journalists asking me if they could use it on this, that, and the other. Yeah. And I'm thinking, F- mate, I literally it was a throwaway comment. So I think sometimes we do forget what... Uh, what we say yeah. and also I think people think they know us as people which is nice mm. because I do hope our personalities come out but I would like you to put on record that I'm not a completely arrogant <laughs> self-centred <laughs> attention-seeking prick I know yeah. you're going to say something witty now so... <laughs> but, but I'd like to think that maybe what I do as ex perhaps doesn't represent my personality in the best way I admit sometimes if I was to look at the X account from a I might think that I was a bit of a wanker, especially when I do the uh, eyes, thumbs up, crossed irons, things to show I'm right. But I have to do that because Mm. every two weeks, someone will say he hasn't got anything right for fucking ages. Mm. I have to do it. Yeah, no, I understand. the way of the world, but uh, Mm. yeah. That's the I wanted to put that in just so yeah. I could say yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's fair enough, play. mate. And you still haven't confirmed that I'm not an att- <laughs> attention seeker. I noticed it. that, did yeah, you? Exactly, yeah, exactly. You stayed diplomatically quiet on that one. I was, yeah. Yeah. I was nodding. I was nodding. Yeah, no,
2: he <laughs> isn't. He isn't.
4: Thanks, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> so convincing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, at film may oh uh, one film may one sorry do you think the fans are be- I think we might have talked about this on the last show so we won't touch on it too much but do you think the fans are being harsh on David Gold as a minor shareholder he has no say or influence and little knowledge of what is going on do you think as a genuine fan he could and should be more vocal about the shit state that we are in
2: Yeah, we did talk about this in a previous show. Uh, I do feel sorry for him. I know that's not going to sit well with a lot of people. I like him and I feel sorry for him. I don't think he has a voice at West Ham. I think he is there to just plunge money into the club. You know, that's what he done when he took the club over and he went into partnership with Sullivan. And I do think that he genuinely loves West Ham. And I honestly, hand on heart, believe that this will be hurting him as much as it is everybody else. I, I honestly believe that. It's I just do. my opinion. And you've
4: got to think of his age. I mean, what is he, 83, 84? Yeah. yeah. I think when you when you approach that age, and we've all heard the stories of how he bumped into West Ham as a kid and lived around mm. the corner and stuff, when you've almost lived a lifetime dream that most people, most West Ham fans would want to do, in owning the football club that you supported You can't say that 83, 84 win. I hate to say it, but he hasn't got that long left that he would want the club to be as negative as it is. Of course, he wants to... (laughs) Die, so to speak, knowing that he's left the club in a re- like giving the fans what they want. Look at um, mm. the guy Jack Walker at Blackburn, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. he his dream as a Blackburn fan was to I think he even my play for Blackburn. Was that Was that Dave Wien at Wigan? No, he didn't it was Dave Wien at Wigan, wasn't it? Playing the cup final for Wigan. Mm. But I'm thinking of Jack Walker at Blackburn, he supported that club as a kid, you know, grew up wanting to own the club that he supported, made his millions and whatever he made his millions in, bought the club and basically bought them the Premier League and the best time in their history. I think mm. they were quite good in the 20s or something. But obviously, recent times, you know, Shearer, Saturn, that Blackburn team were were brilliant. Yeah. Um, and he brought that because... And then he died not long after. I think he gave the club to his son, maybe. I don't and know. Then, and then they were sold to those Vinky brothers, do not know the Indians? And that's why the chickens were always let on the pitch in protest. But before that, he'd given Blackburn fans what they wanted, and he died. And I think, from knowledge, he's got a statue outside the stadium. Of course, that's what David Gold would want for him. Yeah. Whether you yeah. blame him for not getting to there, that's your...
2: your choice
4: but you can't say that he would have not wanted that i don't
2: think no and i think what we've said about david gold which is almost a a personal testimony if you like which is based on our own opinion as to whether we would have met him or not i think we'd have felt the same way but the fact that we've met him and we've been in his company as well further reassured me what i felt yeah that he is a good man and he is one of us. And I know talk, it sounds difficult to say.
4: Yeah, and we talked to him off air, you know, obviously people That's right. heard the interview, but he was there about half an hour before the interview and yeah, uh, yeah. fifteen minutes or so after so yeah. we did talk to him off air and there yeah. were a few things he said off air that we couldn't put on, I think, mm. but they were all things of how much of a fan he yeah. was. Yeah,
2: and I'll tell you what I think's really sad as well, is um, you know, given the fact that we've just said what we've said about him. And given the fact that he is 83 and 84, he's not going to be with us for a hell of a lot longer, I wouldn't have thought. I find it sad to see the constant barrage of abuse he gets on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I think that's sad. It and is. I think it's um, I think it's out of order, if I'm honest.
4: I feel a little bit the same for Jack Sullivan. In his defense. Oh, I do. No. It's by
2: association it with is. Jack. Jack's, Jack is such a good lad. Yeah. And he will be the first to tell you that he would have done things differently to how his dad done oh, it. Definitely, But... You know, Jack is a human being, and when you see the constant barrage of abuse towards your dad, it would upset you. And it would also upset yourself to get that barrage of abuse when you are not responsible for any decision-makings, you're not responsible for any of the negativity that's happened within the club. He, like us, just wants the best for West Ham. It just so happens that, in my opinion, his dad, who is running the club, can't deliver the best for West Ham. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's society. It's the times we live in.
4: Yeah, and, you know, there have been times, you know, I don't think Jack should have maybe been trusted to tweet transfer Of course, like but he, he was a kid then. Exactly. He shouldn't have
2: been say. allowed a Twitter no, account this at is that what time. what
4: I mean. He should have been advised mm. better, but as an adult, oh, where mm. he's making his own decisions, you can't judge someone... Ab- on your dad honestly mm, like mm. Uh, you know as I've said me and my dad are very different you know my dad's got better qualities than me in, in some ways and I might have some over him but we're very very different people mm. I love my dad a lot the reason I'm a West Ham fan and the reason I've had a good life is pretty much down to him Um but you know, I'm very different. And the mm. same as I wouldn't want my kids to be judged upon me. Either, mm. it's, it's not fair. But there you go. Um, I'll speed some of these up. BW4X Trade. Lads, love the podcast. Tune in every episode. Is it getting difficult for you and X to remain impartial in the whole GSB in, GSB out divide in the fan base? I get you both have to be balanced for the West way brand, but this must be getting really difficult for you both.
2: I can't get my head around that because whilst I really appreciate the nice words and the fact that he listens every week, I find it hard to believe that he does listen every week because if he did... I don't think he would see that we were impartial. No. I think we've uh, we, we've made ourselves very clear on where we stand, mm. and we almost do on a weekly basis now. Yeah. So we're certainly not on the fence, and and even if we were, which we're not, we wouldn't be doing it for the sake of the brand. Yeah. No, that no. I, that is one of the reasons I think this podcast has been so successful is that we are honest. We do take risks. We can be controversial. We speak from the heart, mm. and That's our cool. heart has been saying for a, quite a long time now that we are GSB out.
4: Yeah, and, and we were GSB in when a lot of people weren't. and we were That's prepared, right. And we were prepared to stand by that, yeah. hence the amount of abuse we got, yeah. um, because that wasn't the fashionable opinion, but it was our opinion. That's right. And we stood by it, and now our opinions change. And people can change their opinion because we've got more evidence now. You know, mm, It's not mm. like, oh, they've suddenly jumped on the bandwagon. No, we've got more evidence yeah. to back up our opinion. But on the flip side, sometimes, and I'm more guilty of it than you um, I try occasionally not just with the board but with anything Dean Garner uh, you know Noble comments occasionally try to offer an alternative opinion yeah. because our show is about all opinions you that's know? right no opinion is more valid than the other Mm. you know whilst you might get 95% that agree one thing and 5% don't you can't turn around and say well those 5% know nothing because Mm. it's their genuine opinion as fans and they have as much right as anyone else so occasionally I will try to fight throw a counterbalance to something that you said and I love that and I
2: encourage that because that makes for good listening
4: well exactly and also it gets you the chance to to reinforce your opinion yes and and, you know out of the two of us and I mean this as a compliment to you and I think you'll I hope you'll probably agree with <laughs> me but out of the two of us you probably are the more naturally vocal and outspoken of the two and will say your opinion a bit more I guess forcefully than I would and I would probably be a bit more laid not laid back but more sort of hesitant and be a bit more balanced in some ways but non-committal, mm. and you can offer a strip to both, and I think that's why we work quite mm. well—not just as a podcast, but also yeah. as friends, but yeah. also in business. So
2: to speak, yeah, in terms yeah, of it's the, a nice dynamic in terms of
4: the events. Yeah? yeah, And I think, and that is the way I am. Mm. I always do pr- try to um, be that I will hear both sides, and I will listen to an opinion if I, even if I think it's different to mine, and then come to my opinion, which I think can be considered a good thing but can also be considered not a good thing because in some ways it could be considered weak. I don't always commit until I've heard both sides whereas you could be credited for being very strong on your opinion and knowing what you think and being very mm. firm in it but it, but it not but,
2: necessarily taking time to think about other people's well, opinions you, in the process well, there
4: you go but it, but whatever's right or wrong neither's right or wrong but it should hopefully provide a balance mm. and, a, and that everyone's opinion is accounted for um, yeah and so that's what we tried to do I think uh, you know you, you can pick you can pick West Ham sites you can pick Arsenal sites you can pick other club sites and you can say right they think this mm, and mm, no matter what mm. thing comes up you can predict what their opinions going to yeah. be I would like to think you don't know for certain what our opinion will be on yeah. things because it's judged upon what is happening right then yeah. rather than like an agenda or a exactly or a, pre, or a set opinion yeah
2: spot on mate spot on well let's hope the listeners
4: think that anyway yeah. um right <laughs> there's not that many left um at legionals legionals <laughs> i don't know whatever he's called lewis i should have just got that um, do, do, do you think there is any way back for the board to get us fans back on their side if so what do they need to do or or has it gone too far now
2: I, th- I think it's gone too far now. I think they could potentially reach a stage where they're tolerated, but even then they'd have to overachieve. And I'm talking about spending £150 million per window, or so- sorry, per summer window every year. I'm talking genuinely contending for Champions League football, You know, providing good entertainment for the fans, games that fans can walk away from and remember and create history in the process. But you talk about those achievements and you'd think for any club owner to do that, they'd be heroes. But we've gone so far down the line with these owners, I actually think the best they could achieve, and it is a dream for them, it's not even realistic, the best they can achieve is to be tolerated.
4: What, what do you think would happen, say, this season? Let's just say we finished 10th, yeah, comfortably 10th, and oh, we win the FA Cup. What, what's the fan base going to be like then?
2: I think they'd, they'd be absolutely over the moon. But I don't think they could sweep history under the carpet because of a trophy in the cabinet. But
4: we would have won the first trophy in
2: 40 years. Yeah, and that's fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, Don't get me wrong. But a 10th finish in an FA Cup, you know, I'd bite your hand off for that. But would that be enough for people to say, right, we sold Upton Park. Uh, It's broken my heart. I've never got over it. But I'm over it now because we won an FA Cup. You know, no, would it,
4: I don't think single-handedly that would be enough for some people. But if we if we finish t- if I'm told now West Ham are finishing tenth and you're winning the FA Cup, I'm buzzing. For oh God, gotcha, of course, of yeah, course, so- of course.
2: But then we could win the FA Cup this year. Hmm. In theory, we could. Yeah. A, a championship club could win yeah. the FA Cup this year, but that that isn't necessarily down to the achievements of the bold. No. It could be because we've consistently turned up and happened to win eight cup games in a row to win that trophy. Mm. You know, there there have been, Millwall made the cup final, they nearly won it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying, listen, I ain't saying it's easy, we haven't won it in fucking 40 years, yeah. but what I'm saying is it wouldn't necessarily take a stroke of genius from the bold for us to finish 10th and win a trophy. It could be brilliant work from David Moyes, it could be those group of players have decided to turn up every single round in that competition that's and be the best they the can be.
4: Because they've appointed David Moyes and they've sanctioned those... Soldiers. Yeah,
2: well, I, I suppose, yeah, to a degree it is... Um...
4: Ultimately, as the club owners, that's them that could take the credit. I mean, for me, if they won the league, uh, sorry, obviously, if they won the league, but if they came 10th this year, won the FA Cup next year, we did all right in Europe. Well, well let's say, got to the quarterfinals of the UEFA Cup. Oh, well, that's, that's retro Europa League. Um, and then maybe finished eighth the next season, and then the season after that, maybe we finished fifth, mm. won another cup. I think you might start... To get, I don't think they'll ever be particularly liked maybe as people, dare mm. I say it. And I think we'll look back and think we still sold our home and yeah, we're still pissed with these like, like amateurisms with some of the things. But ultimately, the biggest thing for me is the performance on the pitch. And now if they start to have consistently good seasons in mm. a row, some of the feeling would turn... It would. I think some of it would. Not all, but some. I
2: think some of it would. But I go back to if the fans are happy with what they're seeing week in, week out, and we are experiencing some success, they would potentially be tolerated. I don't think they'd be liked. I don't think they can turn it round completely. I don't think you're going to get David Sullivan's Claret and Blue Army, even if we won the league, to be honest. No, probably not. Because people don't forget the past. and, And too much water has gone under the bridge now. And even if we do well this season... And we have a crack at a trophy. I just can't see how you can erase the past like that. Yeah. Too too much water's gone under the bridge. You can't put aside 10 years of hurt just for a small amount of success or a small amount of, of um, enjoyment. In my opinion, maybe I'm wrong. That's just the way I'm seeing it. Mm-hmm.
4: I yeah. can't
2: see a way back from them, can you? Uh,
4: other than ultimate success on the pitch. The, so and, if and we finish 10th like...
2: and won the FA Cup, do you think... So would you say that everything's okay with the bold? And would you expect the fans to feel that way?
4: Not after that one incident. I think I would feel a lot better, and I would at least when I look back on their reign, I so look back on things and think, yeah, we didn't win the, we lost the stadium. That's never ever going to be repaired in my heart. But that said, when the whole stadium move came up, I was pro the move. I wish I wasn't, and I wish I could go back in time. But I can't lie, at the time, I was pro the move, Mm. as I think a lot of people were. Oh, I I was. Yeah, Yes, we were sold a lie. Um, But... Yeah, but uh, that's
2: the important part, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's I know, I we know. were we were pro the move because we thought that we were going to be getting something very different to what was delivered.
4: Yeah, true. I mean, I I, I think if we won the FA Cup, I would at least be able to look back and think, well, they did give us the FA Cup, and then I might like you know look at look at Lou Macari, right? Yeah, it's a weird, weird example here, but there's some logic to it. You know, Lou Macari's time at West Ham is pretty much remembered as a bit of a disaster. Yeah, mm. came in. Pissed off most of the players. Did, didn't really perform on the pitch. Then got sacked um, quite soon after his gambling exploits came out. Yet yeah, he did sign Ludo, Martin Allen, Ian Bishop, Trevor Morley, Colin Foster, uh, I think that was Jimmy Quinn, you know. Mm. So you kind of think, okay, he was a bit shit, but he did do that. You know, okay, Aver Grant, you can't redo really that for um mm. Rhoda. You know, got us relegated, was a disaster. But one season, we finished.
2: Was it, was well, I've got a right? better example for you. On, when you look at the 1980 Cup final win, you only ever hear the players get credited and Johnny Lyle get credited. When have you ever heard the owners at the time of West Ham mentioned in the same breath? I
4: don't even know who the owners were. Well, there you go. Oh, the was there good.
2: you go. Oh. So actually, when you do win an FA Cup or you do have a great season, how many people actually give credit to the owners of any football club anyway.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I think I'm never going to be able to forgive because I don't think the dream scenarios that I'm saying will happen. So no. it's completely irrelevant. Mm. But I do think the obvious thing you judge your football team on is how successful it is. If West Ham then started to be successful, yes, you would still think we shouldn't have moved stadiums unless they correct that as well. Uh, Yes, you will think they shouldn't have done this, shouldn't have done this, shouldn't have done this. But if all of a sudden West Ham are starting to win cups, buying good players, playing entertaining football, sorting the stadium out, I know it's a lot of ifs and buts. You would eventually. You would because it's what you wanted. Mm, uh, uh, You'd still have that element of, yeah, they pissed me off for 10 years but ultimately they did get where they said we'd get yes it's 5 years 6 years 7 years whatever too late but they did get where we said we would. but that's ridiculously hypothetical I don't know well that, it, but it anyway. is but it's
2: not only that mate it's, it's it's the stadium it's the change of the badge yeah. you know that that was massive for me as well the London on the badge and the whole design of it it's nothing like it was before in my opinion yeah. you know it's the Karen Brady you know how how I'm sure she deliberately goes out to antagonise our fans yeah especially in that Poxy Sun column that she does you know the whole PR car crash of it all the way that it's publicly run some of the decisions they make I mean I'm only scratching the surface you can't sweep all of that under the carpet because of an FA Cup win and it's like I say go back to 1980 you alright right? can't even tell you the board were. No. And that's the owners of a football club that won the FA Cup. Right. I think it was the Cairns, but I'm Yeah, curious. I think you're right. I think it yeah. was the Cairns, but I wouldn't put my ass on it. No,
4: wasn't there another family before that as well that had them that the Kearns were in partnership with and then took it over from them? I should know. We should know. Yeah, yes. we, should we should know we should, this. I'll just but... cut this out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> another thing to be removed. <laughs> um, at uh, sarji Poo's. We are coming to the end, my friend. Right, know? OK. At sarji Poo's. <laughs> <Do you> th- <laughs> He's got a picture of him with Dean Ashton at our event, I can see from the picture. Nice. So, um, do you think all games being streamed live will have a further negative impact on the mood of the club as a wider audience will, will be able to see potential poor performances as opposed to fans just seeing highlights on Match of
2: the Day? <laughs> the highlights on Match of the Day much better then? Well, yeah. I think,
4: to be honest, in the modern day, day now whether it's live on streams every game there's always some way of watching a stream of course there is Um, so I think we've been dealing with this for a number of years yeah it probably would be better for West Ham if sometimes you didn't have access to the performances Mm. um, because sometimes you couldn't quite see how bad they are but I think we've had access to this for so long so many of the big West Ham Twitter accounts Will watch every game and then put out exactly what's happened. So I don't think it makes a difference in this current age. I do think, perhaps in the past, you know, where before there was the ability to stream poor performances would be easier to get away with for a couple of games because Mm. people wouldn't see it and i do think the streaming situation does make fans much more um fickle in the sense that because they're seeing a whole game every time west ham play their judgment on a player turns a lot quicker than Mm. if you couldn't do that because you might see them play a couple of good games in the flesh then have a couple of crap ones away Mm. from home that you haven't seen and then I think Di Canio and I'm going to maybe get myself severely shot to pieces (laughs) for this I think potentially if all away games were shown that that Di Canio (laughs) participated in I maybe might not be the legend that he was. Because in the home games, amazing. Yeah. Uh, like unbelievable. He's he well, didn't like playing away from well, home. Not in it? all games. Some away games he did, but the yeah. amount of times I'd be in an away game, he'd be buzzing to hear the team use. Mm. And, he, and it'd be like, no, De Cano. He'd be like, what? why is he not fucking playing again? Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, maybe then he might not have been such a legend. Who knows? Yeah.
2: But, uh, it's interesting. I mean, the biggest thing for me really is social media. Yeah. You know, we didn't have that years and years ago. But now on social media, anyone that's watching that stream can, in a heartbeat, tweet what's on the top of their head. And that's it. It's out there. Yeah, it can make And it if play, West Ham aren't play playing well, you could tweet something quite nasty. Yeah. That if you gave yourself a few seconds breathing space, you might think, "Well, actually, now let me rethink that." Yeah. Sounds a bit harsh. I'll just I'll write something else. Yeah. But with Twitter, you can't. It's instant.
4: No, and a crap player in the olden days before social media generally. Wouldn't necessarily know that they were a crap player mm. from fan reaction, if that makes sense. <laughs> because the minute yeah. you have a poor, like you know, I think it'd be very hard for players now to not know what the fans think of yeah. them because yeah. they're tagged into things. Yeah. That, you know, they're on social media; they're all on for it. You can't avoid it. Whereas if you were a, an average player back in the eighties and nineties, or you know, before that, only the fans that went to that game can see that you know mm-hmm. um, and uh, whereas now every single person can see it. and then those people that the game that thought you were crap they're only going to tell their mates in the pub they're not got the, the the audience that people with social media have. I mean, look at me. My, my followers now is 80,000 people. Mm. So if I want to put out an opinion, I'm putting it to an audience of 80,000 people. If I didn't have a Twitter account or access to social media, I'm putting that opinion out to you. Well, I wouldn't even know you if it wasn't for social no, media, no. but I'd be putting it out to my dad, a few people I know from school, maybe yeah. a few people from work, a couple of people I might know for other walks in life. But what... Ten people, maybe yeah, maximum. Exactly. Now I'm putting it out to eighty thousand people. Yeah, and that and that's the difference. Right, we're getting there, mate. I know you've got a lot of work to do for this show. Hell of a lot. Are, How many more we got? Two more. Right. Okay. You, and you are the real hero behind this show. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put it out there. You know the work that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. I'm waiting for the punchline uh, here. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, no, I'm going to leave. It. I'm going to leave it as a compliment. I'm actually going to say you are the well, the thank man you very much. Behind the pub. Well, thank you very much, mate. Uh, of course, I'm the drawer draw. <laughs> you. <laughs> remember what he was
2: saying about not an arrogant prick? Yeah. Yeah, just just remember that for a minute. <laughs> right. um,
4: at I, Tricherry, um good lad from the events, we may see you again, mate. Yeah, you know, hopefully. You know, a, um, a friend from the past, I'd yep. say for now. Um, given all the crap we put up with as West Ham supporters, would you ever consider giving up on the club and finding another sport he's put, or I guess another team, or another sport, personally after 45 years of supporting the club? It's a no for me.
2: Oh, Christ am I. I mean, yeah, it's not even a question for me. I just couldn't. It's in my DNA. It's in my blood. You know, I don't need to give you the whole romantic tale because I think every West Ham fan out there could tell the same story. You know, we're West Ham. We don't turn our back on our own, you know. I mean, the only thing that's crossed my mind in the past, and I'll be completely and utterly honest with you, is I have questioned how much enthusiasm I would have left for West Ham if, after we moved from Upton Park... If after we've changed our badge, if after we then become West Ham Red Bull or something like that, and we do change our identity completely, I would then start to think, who am I supporting these days? You know? So it would that's, be like
4: supporting another club. Right it would way. be like
2: yeah. supporting another club. And I'm not saying that I would walk away from West Ham because in some way, maybe it would still be West Ham. But that would be the time when I would really ask myself, you know, who is this club that I adore you know who are they anymore
4: Uh, and and that's
2: the only thing that makes me worry about a potential takeover because I've already lost a lot of the history that I grew up with and fell in love with in the stadium and the badge for example now if I've got to start looking at a potential new brand that owns West Ham where Red Bull is more prominent than the actual fucking club's name that worries me a little bit. But of course, you're never going to turn your back on West Ham. We're West Ham at the end of the day. I
4: mean, the only thing for me, like, you know, where I've, not that I, I would always be a West Ham supporter. Mm. I never, if someone ever, for the rest of my life, if someone says to me, who do you support? Support West Ham. I'm not going to change that. But, sometimes when West Ham aren't playing, I've taken my daughters, I will take my son, to other clubs, just local ones, you know, like, I've mm. been to, um, non-league ones. I've been to, like, Colchester. I've been to... Uh, Cambridge I think I've been to Ipswich you know all sort of clubs in East Anglia, Essex mm. region and sometimes just going to watch a game of football where you don't really care what the outcome is obviously if I'm at Colchester I might want Colchester to, to win or if I'm at a local team I might want you know, Chelmsford I might want Chelmsford to win but I don't really care I'm not going to go away gutted if they don't mm. sometimes it's quite nice to just go and watch a game of football for what football it is mm. um, so sometimes I've thought maybe if I gave up my West Ham season think i'd still be a west ham fan i won't do because i've already renewed it but i give it up but i could go and watch just football the other thing i thought of without meaning to get name dropped, but i do know a few professional footballers that play uh, uh, decent teams you know and i uh, as time goes by um i may know more other teams and sometimes i think to myself it might be nice for maybe a year or so like i say to them right mate You know, you're playing, whoever. I fancy, I'm going to come and watch you, mate. And, you know, because they're mates, they might say, I'll bring a mate. You know, I'll put you in. I'll put you up. I'll give you tickets. You know, you might be able to get in a box, maybe. The idea of going to watch that, do that appeals yeah see
2: that's where me and you differ because I couldn't think of anything worse I can only ever go and watch a game of football if my heart's riding on it you know which is why I only watch West Ham I don't watch any other clubs on telly to be honest with you I don't even watch England to be honest with you I don't have any interest in international football whatsoever Mm. unless it's a major tournament like with the rest of the country I'll get swept up but you know with with West Ham as it is with you Your heart's in that football club and that's what you make the journey to go and see. It's the thrill, it's the adrenaline of how you're going to get on. It's knowing there's the risk of having heartache from a defeat and that gut feeling of the goal going in against you or the euphoria of a goal going in for you. You can't get that going to watch Colchester. Oh, no, I'd never go and watch and, But that's what I go to West Ham for. Right, it's the yeah. thrill of the ride of being a West Ham fan and, and the passion I have for that one football club.
4: Yeah, I mean, you could never go to a football game and that wasn't West Ham and a goal goes in and you jump up and cheer and have that feeling mm. of jubilation. That you and also, get. they're
2: not your own people either, are they? No. From other clubs. I'm not saying they're bad people, but they're not your own people. No. I mean, when I was at university... It's been.
4: I think I've probably told people now. Fuck it. I'll say it. I went to university in Norwich, right? And when mm. you were there, so that's why I have got a bit of an affiliation with Norwich. I've also done a bit of work with with them as well um, in in the past. When 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 you go there, if you have a, a student card, right, you could go to Norwich during, for four pound, four pound to watch a game. And when I was at uni, they were they were like a average championship team but you know during the week you know you're a student you don't have that much to do me and my mates would be like fuck it you know let's go to the pub get to the pub at like six ish have a few pints pay off four quid to go and watch the championship side so, you know i saw decent games there you know west ham really, i didn't do that because i was with the west ham fans then but west ham were in the league championship i think when i was there once um and um and I would pay the four quid, go to the game, watch the game, have a good laugh at the game, come out, go to the pub. And it was a good day out. It was. It was a. I enjoyed it. And I never went. Now, obviously part of me started to have an opinion on what Norwich players were good and what ones weren't. But I never really cared if Norwich won or not. But it was still a. It was still a good day. It was a mm. good laugh. But you're right. I couldn't ever affiliate myself to that club. And you know now. Given the choice, I would have wanted Norwich to stay up this season... The fact that they got relegated really doesn't bother me that much. Mm. You know, I don't care. They got relegated; it didn't no. hurt me. So, I, I think you can have clubs that you have a little bit of a soft spot for, but you'll never replicate the passion that no. you have. You can't. I mean, my dad supported West Ham. My granddad supported yeah, West Ham. So. Everything's West Ham. So mm. it just wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to change. I do worry, like you say, in the future years, and my kids and their kids will the tie to West Ham be as strong? Yes, I would have supported them and their great grand and their great great. Granddad, but will we? We lost our East End identity, I would Mm. say, Mm. another generation down the line. So, who knows? Mm. Who knows? Right, last one, last one. Um, at well underscore bugger me. <laughs> well, <a good> name. <laughs> Do you think fans on Twitter is a true representation of all West Ham fans? So much negativity on here. It's surprised The club has sold any season tickets.
2: No, it's not. It's not a true representation. It's It's a form of representation, without a doubt. But, you know, for example, I know families, West Ham fan families, who go to the London Stadium and they love it. And it's also made possible for them to go because of the ticket prices. Now, they're not on social media, Mm. but they love going. But you'll never hear their voice on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I do think that some people, not everyone on Twitter, but some people are bandwagon jumpers. I do think they... Feel it's fashionable to be anti-establishment. I do think they know what to do and say to get more followers because that's what important. That's what's important to them in life. Mm. I'm not saying it's everyone that has a negative opinion. I you know we have a, enough of enough negative opinions ourselves on West Ham, but it it, it certainly exists on Twitter. Um, so I'm not going to say that people that have these opinions on Twitter are fabricating it for self gain. I think there's an element of that. But what I will say is they don't represent the whole fan base. Yeah, in yeah, my opinion.
4: Yeah, I agree with you. I think you, he's right. You know, season ticket so when you like uh, get renewed, you know, if you read Twitter, no one would buy a season ticket. Mm. Uh, sometimes the people that I sit with at the ground, you know, I'll say to them, you know, oh, I miss Upton Park or whatever. They'll be like, I don't. I, mm. I much prefer it here. And it always shocks me a little yeah. bit because I'm like, oh, well, that's not what most people You're not people used to say. hearing that, are I'm not are you? used to hearing it, but that is what they genuinely think. Yeah. Sometimes I'll say uh, to the people near me at the ground, um, I don't know, um, they should have spent more money in the window. And I'll go, oh, well, no, actually, they have spent a bit of money. And and it, like, sometimes it almost like makes me think, are you taking the piss? Mm. You know, like, mm. why are you saying that? Like, I'm not used to it. And, I, and obviously, I, the demographics of age... In terms of Twitter, I would suggest that the majority of people on Twitter, the majority, of course there's exceptions, but the majority of people on Twitter would be under 60. I would say the majority would be under 50. And then you're starting to get more and more per generation mm. But the age representation of Twitter, I would say is, you know, teenagers to... 30 year olds i would say that's the main bulk and um that's just one representation i think it does represent twitter uh does represent an opinion and a strong opinion because those youngsters would have dads and grandparents or whoever that would probably think the same as them. But you can't say that Twitter's fully representative of all West Ham fans, which is why when the club, rightly so, consult groups, they should consult um what's the old West Ham fans group, right? Oh, I don't any old irons is that what it's called I think so okay yeah okay yeah so they sh- that's why they should consult yeah, them I was going to yeah. call them old irons but that just sounds <laughs> almost patronising. in but like um, yeah maybe that is what they call uh, they should they should ask them because mm. that's a, a representative of a, of a group of West Ham fans arguably the ones that need to be respected the most because they're the ones that have mm. been through the most that's why they should ask different groups you should ask female fans you should ask young fans you should ask, mm. you should ask all different types of demographics to get a collective opinion I think Twitter can represent the fan base but it's not the complete opinion no No I mean there's one
2: example if you look at you know what I believe is the good work that Hammers United are doing and they are doing fantastic work and I do support what they do and I'm behind what they do and I promote what they do you know if you look at the whole big build-up on social media to that Protest that day, the most recent one, I think they achieved in the region of eight to ten thousand people, which was an incredible achievement. But fifty thousand West Ham fans were there that day, mm-hmm. and you can't tell me that to a man, forty thousand of them walked past and didn't know what was going on on that green, yeah,
4: definitely. And I think you know, there's so many ways that you can rep- like, be representative, you know, do people on Facebook. For example, think the same as people on Twitter. Mm. When I read Facebook uh, and I'm not in many West Ham groups on Facebook and obviously I don't have as a personal account on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. When I read Facebook, I tend to think the West the fans are a little bit clueless. Like I think I see people saying things like, you know, oh, what's happened to a Jetty? Is he still in the squad? And I kind of think how do you not know that? Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe I just read the wrong post. but I sometimes think on Facebook I don't know why you don't know that? And then and I begin it, it's just a small group of the people that are on Facebook. Instagram. Do Instagram people think the same as Twitter? There's someone that I'm quite good friends with now on Twitter called Um West Ham Latest. I think he's got like eighty thousand what they call on Instagram followers, I guess. Followers mm. on Instagram. Bony got like one thousand five hundred on Twitter. So his opinion is far more vocal on instagram, so for example if he if you if he puts out an opinion on instagram he's got that audience that might back him up. It could be the complete different opinion to me on Instagram, but because he's got eighty thousand people, his voice is, seems like it's much more important mm. but then flip reverse if it goes onto Twitter and he says that opinion compared to my opinion on mm. Twitter just because of the numbers of followers my opinion seems more
2: yeah more more not important. forgetting the people that aren't on social media no, exactly. as well
4: you know and and yeah like i said the older generation yeah. my dad's yeah. not on social media yeah. my dad has a different opinion to me on West Ham mm. he's sometimes his opinion I'm like, are you, are you sure, Dad? And he's mm. like, yeah, He, but no one would know my dad's opinion because he doesn't use social media. Thank mm. God. Because I think he'd be appalled at some of things people say to me. <laughs> and uh, bless him, my dad's protective of me. He'd be, yeah. he, he wouldn't be, he would be able to cope with seeing the stuff I get said to me. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think it does. I think it's a, a good sample of, of fans' opinion, but it's not the complete sample.
2: hmm. Mm. Right, that is the end of the show. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for giving us your questions. And let's hope we're happy hammers on Saturday. Take care, be lucky. And until next week, come on you irons. Switching and saving with GEICO is easy. So you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like, why do people
1: say it goes without saying and then say it anyway? I mean, if it really goes without saying, you should instead not say it and just give a knowing look? Well, folks, it goes without saying.
3: Uh, what does?
0: The thing that I'm not going to say.
3: Okay.
1: Switch and save with Geico. It's easier than you think.
3: GEICO presents Daily Affirmations. Repeat after me. Our thoughts are like the ocean. Our thoughts are like the ocean. Our thoughts create our reality. Our thoughts create our reality. We're thinking GEICO offers claim service 24-7 with personalized attention from an assigned team. GEICO offers claim service? Um, I I wasn't thinking that. We think it and it becomes our reality. So, uh, what about
0: washboard abs? Let's give it a go. Think really hard. Okay, abs, abs, abs. abs. keep thinking. To manifest more GEICO in your life, go to GEICO.com.